0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again, Monday, Monday night. We're, we're bringing you two shows in six days. We're bringing you a, a fantastic look into another Monday night BBP. That means it's me, Brent Young, joined by two guys, two great guys. That's that's Aaron Smith and that's Chad Brindle. They they travel far, they travel wide, they come together on one screen every Monday night. Aaron. Chad, gentlemen, tell me we're back on our normal time slot. How are we?
1: Good. Yeah. Recovering from the road.
0: Okay.
1: And uh the in-laws in town Ooh. over the weekend. So yeah. So we're we're hanging in there. Hanging <laughs> in there. We're coming. I, I, I had to cook for a party of like 15 yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. Ooh.
0: What'd you go with?
1: Uh Coke, chicken. Burgers, cool chicken pork chops uh hand homemade mac and cheese uh some assorted vegetables squash zucchini peppers asparagus on the uh smoker and uh potatoes potatoes
2: potatoes very good very good very good aaron how are we we're coming down the home stretch two more weeks before baby day so oh
0: baby are you getting excited
2: I'm stoked, man! I can't wait.
0: There you go, crib all set up. You got all, all the fixings ready for when uh, old baby pops out, or what are we, where are we at in that? Um, we're we're still we're
2: still getting everything ready.
0: What you need, ready's ready. There we go. Yeah. Well, we've got a fourth member. Look at this familiar face down here. <laughs> well, somewhat familiar face if you've seen him in the last month or so, but none other than. Big game boomers twentieth greatest strength coach in the country, number one in my heart and the uh, Bearcats' hearts, is rightfully number one. That's Brady Collins, Big Baby Brady. How are we, Big Baby Brady?
3: <laughs> <laughs> doing good, doing good, boys, doing real good.
1: How's everybody? I worry uh, about him uh, sometimes.
3: I know yeah. he's he means well. He means
0: well. Try my hardest. Uh, <laughs> doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, Locked in, fully loaded. Happy to come off of a fantastic squat fest. uh yep. Yet again, another successful squat fest. And, and you're on record saying this is the craziest one yet.
1: I right. think
0: so. I want you to expand upon that. Is, is it because Mike Myers is in the building? Or was it kind of <laughs> a little bit further beyond that? What, what kind of gave you the vibes that this year's squat fest was unlike the others?
3: I think it's just, uh you know... The kids they just look forward to it so much and uh you know it was on the board they knew it was coming we prepped for it we planned for it and you know they were eager for it um it also symbolizes you know kind of um the end of a certain you know phase of our program and then they get a nice little break and then they come back and you know we start back up but it's just it's just every year it grows and grows and yeah it grows from the number of lights or the crazy things that we have or you know the amount of uh, weight guys do or whatever, which it doesn't matter. But I think uh, I think it's just because those kids just they embrace that day. They love it. They get after it, and uh, it just keeps getting better and better.
0: That was Aaron's second squat fest that he's been to back back years. Chad, he's kind of become like the Garrett Campbell of of squat fest. He has been to quite a few. Uh, my first, and I I do want to tip my cap first off. Thanks for always inviting us to come and check it out, but man the the energy provided that you guys bring right from the get go truly is evident and, and I took to twitter right away i said the the stories about squat fest are true uh, this is unlike something that i could have imagined what what kind of goes in are the players that are the veterans are they kind of ready for this moment and do you kind of see that look of shock on the first timers that are coming down and experience that for the first time
3: <laughs> yeah there's a little bit of that um, you know, again, I think those kids have seen videos and pictures and uh, obviously the older guys prep them and try to warn them. But, again, it's just it's just about having fun. And it is. It's going to be hard. I think for the older guys it's still hard, but it's not as hard because they learn to just embrace it. And it's really about getting those young guys kind of – that's their first real workout with the older guys. Um, but uh, it is. It was really funny. You know, some of those guys came down – like bad out of hell, you know, jumping through people. Some guys came down kind of like, "What in the world's going on?" And
1: uh but yeah, no
3: doubt it's always fun to to get it um to get it going. You know, sometimes I'm like, "All right, well, we can do any type of warm-up or do this or that as we all know and have seen. Nothing beats bringing out the rope." So, uh that's that's how we like to start it off and uh you know, had some new stuff I tried for the finishers this year, but kept it pretty simple because they were just working their asses off so well and it was a great day. What
2: was your favorite new addition that you had this year?
3: Um probably when we uh, we enclosed the ground and pound area. So yeah. I originally wanted like real fencing. Like I wanted like, <laughs> like, like Clifton style, you know. Barbed wire, Clifton style. I wanted yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny one of my uh, one of my interns was like, you know, putting some extra stuff on my racks. And they was putting some of that extra orange fencing, you know, soft fencing up on top of my racks. He goes, coach next year, this should be barbed wire. And I'm looking, I'm like, yes, yes, it should. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. So, but it it was, it was just cool because, you know, again, with the neon lights and you got a neon fence, it just, it really popped. It made, made it really cool. How there was just one way in one way out. So guys are like, you know, sneaking through there. And, uh, so that was really cool. Um, The uh, push, pull, shrug, neck, you know, circuit that we did last year, it was a straight line. So we called it, you know, push, pull alley. Well, this year it was obviously in a circle. So that was the push, pull court. You know, I just wanted everybody to be able to see everybody and, you know, just make it weird. Um, But uh, it was. And then, you know, just those little little, um, things that we do, uh, just add a little attention to detail because my mind's always kind of on it that's when I was like, hey, let's get the uh, the king chair, whatever it is, bring that down here. Hey, I want all the trophies. I want the mannequins. Let's put those up. Let's get those lights. And then when you win, you get your picture taken with that. I mean, because I know the kids, they like that. You know, they want to get their picture taken after they whoop someone's butt in, uh, in a competition or they just want to get the post pictures. But, uh, uh, and then obviously the shirts too. I mean, my uh, my assistant, J.O., you know, he, he he designs those those shirts. He designs uh, a lot of logos. He designs all of our off-season shirts. <coughs> and Dalvin and EQ and them, they get it done. So that's always awesome to see, too, because kids love wearing those. I mean, I would say probably half the team was still wearing them today for today's workout.
2: Nice. My favorite addition was the uh, breakfast burritos along with the uh, chicken sandwiches. That's true. Year, that,
3: that was last, a very nice touch.
2: Yeah, last that year was, was just the chicken sandwiches. So
3: That's a huge uh, testament to um, – Coach Russo, our sports nutritionist, because, you know, again, he's always taking what we've done and trying to take a step up and making things his own, and um, he's he's been doing a phenomenal job. And no doubt, after two groups that day, those two burritos hit the spot.
0: <laughs> Why do the smoothies? H- 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 I didn't get a smoothie. As well. You didn't?
3: Oh. No, I think you took the last one that I liked.
0: Low-key, I did have a smoothie. Um, but <laughs> you, earned, you
3: earned a smoothie that
0: day. All the Chick-fil-A's were gone, and I didn't have the heart to tell the guy hey can we can we grab one from the defense can we, can yeah. we do that so I, I i said smoothie it is we're having a you know liquid breakfast how about that there you Probably go we with it but uh brady you mentioned the tug of war the rope what goes into picking those competitions what is is it kind of off the cuff is it something that you kind of premeditate and then aside from that my favorite part of it wasn't yes the competition was cool to see that. But my favorite part was when a name was called someone else sprinted and immediately grabbed their buddy. They're right there and they were ready to help him out as well. So kind kind of what goes into the picking of these, these mono e monos. And then aside from that, when did you first see someone else helping their buddy in the tug of war? Cause man, that was something special to see.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everything's kind of set up, you know, certain things you want to put guys in certain situations to see how they respond. Um, a lot of it is, uh, you know, determined by um, maybe someone had an issue one day and maybe they need to get a little love here. Or, you know, maybe some guys had a little little beef one day and, you know, they're all good now, but, you know, we know the boys want to see it. Or maybe someone new to the program comes in and someone that's, you know, younger and ready to play as well and wants to beat him just to look good. or so, You know, so you kind of set up some some certain matchups. But, uh, you know, I, I don't need to see Dylan O'Quinn – or Jabari Taylor on there. Cause those guys, I know they're going to grind and I've seen them rope fight us yet. I mean, it's about kind of mixing those young guys, those on the cusp guys that are, you know, about to, um, you know, make a name for themselves or be one of those guys, definitely get all those freshmen in there, get them exposed to it. Um, but it is, that's just, you know, when, when they, when we call their name out and, you know, I, I would hope Brent that I call your name out, Chad's running over there and he's grabbing you. Right. Ow, Cause ow. as, as you're pulling, he's got you. You know, and, and a lot of that obviously is the better partner you have mainly behind you, the better you can do. Cause you can be the strongest man in the world. That's fine. At some point you're going to give like either in or that other guy's just not going to, and you know, you got to time up the way you pull or you're just going to hold it. You to know, let the other guy die out. Um, but it was, it was fun. It got crazy. Um, but those are always definitely premeditated. That's awesome. Thoughts? Are going to be
1: who I think it is. There we no, go. Look at this. Look at the screen.
3: Remember, I said you should have put for the hashtag. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: what is it? The oh, I can imagine what it was. Part of your beautiful speech. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a nice look, chat. Uh, a nice look at what the throne was. Now, Brady, was nice. this. Was this something that you had Brady involved? owes me a
1: belt still. Brady owes me a belt still, actually. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We he, need to get- he he, he we challenged need to- me that I wouldn't make it every day to higher ground. And I was at higher ground every day that it was open. And he said he was gonna get me a belt. I should have just took that one, but the guys were the guys were using it. So
3: yeah, that's become one of the biggest recruiting props and uh, I love that. We need, we definitely need to get some new belts. And again, just like anything, you know, you see a lot of programs, they got belts now. That's cool. Ours is different. Ours is cool.
0: (laughs) It really cool. So, so is this part of your mindset going into it as well? Let's get this, this down here, because obviously you see, like you said, the recruits kind of sitting on it. We don't really see many of the current players sitting on it or, or possibly maybe when, when they won the AAC championship last season, but, I don't remember it outside of that. That was the first time I saw it in the midst of the team. Was that part of your your genius, if you will?
3: Yeah, I just, you know, again, you're always looking for, you know, in the past we had the kind of like the media backdrop set up, um, you know, maybe mannequins on the side. And, you know, when they won, maybe the belt or a chain or something, they'd get their picture taken. Um, You know, again, and J.O. referenced it that one day he was all on here. One of the greatest pictures all I remember is when uh, Jerome Ford won his and he's got that beef stick in his mouth. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but it's just yeah, you know, it's just something. Just it's a nice little touch, you know, and uh, because I know, you know, probably in the heat of it of all the rope fights, I don't think many people really went and got their picture. Some did, but definitely at the end, you saw a lot of guys doing it, and uh, it was cool. You know, I do always make kind of a little joke. I'm like, oh, it's funny first people getting their picture with that are like the guys that just got here or, you know, haven't played it down yet, but you know, they, they earned the right to get their picture taken. They've been grinding. They, they're a part of this program. Um,
1: and, but those, uh, see, the difference is those guys are all familiar with it because they had it during their recruiting visits.
3: That's true. That's true.
1: It's kind so of like, like, Hey, I remember that. Yeah, Let's go. It's
3: very true. It's very true. Some of the older guys are probably like, what the hell is this? When, when we got our pictures, just like on a stool. right. <laughs>
0: So and There wasn't even an AAC championship trophy next to us. Now there's no, two.
3: No, there wasn't. Now there's two. About to be three.
2: There we go. There and we then go. we'll see you later. Thank God. Uh, so so uh, towards the end of the offense, there was a member of the New York Giants that trickled in, a member of the New York Jets who trickled in, a member of the Indianapolis Colts who trickled in, and a member of the Cleveland Browns who trickled in. And so what, what does it mean to have a Darian Beavers, a sauce, a – Jerome Ford, a Michael Young show up just for squat fest to you? Oh, man. I mean, it means everything.
3: And, you know, again, the the best thing is, you know, what coach says, you, you earn it, the C Paul, you represent it, and then you carry it with you forever. Like, you know, you, you own it. And, uh, you know, those guys come back all the time and I know they they just graduated now they're, you know, in the league and going to their mini camps and all that stuff. But, and I, I should have done a better job of reaching out even more because I did it in the past. I reached out to the alumni base, and I know a lot of former guys would love to come. So that's going to be like my new challenge next year. is I want to create like a VIP area for all those former guys, whether they were with us before us. Like I want them to see how special this is and how, you know, special these guys are. And I want them to be a part of that environment and feel a part of this team because they are a part of it. You know, if they wore that sepal, then they're just every bit of a part of it as the guys currently are. But uh, it is really cool. I know it means a lot to the players. It means a lot to them too because I mean it was funny. Sauce and uh, and uh, Beavers were like, "Damn, man, this is this is a little better than last year." And I'm like, "Well, I told you every year it gets better and bigger." So, um, but it is. It's it's awesome. It means a lot. Always love seeing those guys. And uh, you know, I know there was a bunch. I, I when, uh, a while ago, I texted all those guys, and Dez couldn't make it. Kurt was trying to make it. AP was going to, but then he was out of town. I mean. It could have been a real VIP section, but like I said, we'll bigger and better always.
0: Well, it'll be year one of the Big Twelve. That'll be the new uh, exactly the new exactly. wing. Exactly. The new wing. There
1: we go. So, you mentioned some of those guys, and and I think this gets us to probably the most important question of the summer. How have you felt that transition of leadership, that transition of power inside the locker room? has gone as we get to the point of the end of summer workouts getting into otas and we're what less than a month from being at higher ground yeah gonna be here fast um, so, so how's the leadership how have you felt the leadership is inside the team
3: i mean again we're very blessed that if you really think about it you know again I, i've always said championship teams and just really great teams, you got to be strong up the middle, right? Well, what does that mean? Okay, well, in the inside, just starting offensive line, you got Renfro, you got Dio, even though he's a guard, tackle, whatever, he's an inside, that's in the middle. You know. And then you go Jabari Taylor, whether he's outside, inside, doesn't matter. Um, Wilson Huber, I mean, unreal. And then back end, guys like Hicks, Arquan Bush. I know that's not the middle, but just thinking that way, right? You got two quarterbacks that can do it. The running back room is fully, fully loaded. Um, you know, Trey Tucker, unbelievable leader, you know, just by his daily actions. You know, we have a big saying of, you know, do you want or need it? The kid needs everything. He's obsessed. You know, and then you, you keep going strong up the middle, no doubt. Let's go even more wide or not as wide, but I mean, Josh Wiley in the tight end room. Hello. Um, so we're blessed with really great leaders of guys that, you know, have, have been here for a while. They've been through you know, all the success, some, you know, experienced that first year uh, Wilson Huber, Jabari Taylor. And uh, you know, I think the the coolest thing and coach was saying it today, it's going to be like, you know, just our big thing that I'm really going to push even more. And I have been doing it. I mean, you heard my squad fest talks about what people might say or think, and trust me, we love all that. You know, last year, everybody, yeah, you're going to be a top team. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. This year, who knows? They're still good. Okay. Yeah. Well, let everybody talk just like last year. We'll, we'll play it and we'll find out. Um, what's really cool is we just got to be who we are. Just be us. And you don't have to try to be anybody that was in that position last year. You don't got to try to be anything better than just who you are and who we are. And I think that's what's going to be so cool as we get in through this next couple of weeks, you know, gearing up for camp. And then we get to camp um, is, you know, that's why we're going to be successful. You know, you, you look, you got a lot of individual, unreal talent. Right. Just like last year. Coach mentioned this today to the team. You know, last year you might have had three guys that before the season, the NFL was like, yeah, those three guys, they'll get drafted. Okay, Well, then how all of a sudden do you go to nine? It's because the team played well. Right. And guys took their game to another level, not individually as a team. And coach always preaches it as well. Individual success comes from team success. Well, how do you get nine guys drafted? Yeah, we won a lot of games. Uh, We played really well, but more attention on you. Right. And then when we're all playing well, that feeds, it just, it carries on. So I'm really excited. I love the leadership that we have really strong and I think there's really good young leadership as well. Um, And that's what, you know, that's what makes me excited. But again, just being who we are, you know, nobody's got to be anybody different.
0: Do you sense like an ad chip on the shoulder for the team as a whole? Because like you said, you kind of touched on it all throughout that rant was the, the fact that, yeah, coming into, last season it was a top 10 team one of the winningest quarterbacks in, in history you got two lockdown corners just it, it does seem like this year just from like a media standpoint and, and social media standpoint that the the pump bump isn't quite there do, do you sense the added chip on the shoulder from the veterans and it's kind of leading down to all the uh, younger players as well
3: uh no i think what's really unique uh, about our guys and I think it just stems from everything we've done since day one is we don't give a flying, you know what? We don't give a fuck what anybody says, thinks, writes, um, about us because it doesn't mean anything. Right. And everybody's got opinions, but they're not in this locker room. They're, they're not, you know people. what
1: opinions are like, right?
3: Yeah, I know exactly what they're like. Everybody's got them. They also, oh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but you know, I think what's really cool is, um, they don't, they don't feed off any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. even last year, you try to put up uh, like, you know, fake stuff that people are saying like, you know, Oh, they're not as good. They kind of suck. And it's like, even when you do that, they don't, they don't really care. Like they might feed off it a little bit, but like, right. They're so intrinsic motivated. And then just the team in general. Um, So no doubt the chip's always there, no matter what, whether I'm a returning two year starter, three year starter, whether I'm going to be a star, like, it doesn't matter. That chip is there. I think that's just ingrained. That's who we are. That's our edge, the Clifton style, all that kind of stuff. Um, But you just see, you know, again, today was a really good reminder of it because we just came back from break. You go over the schedule, you're like, look, we got these three weeks and then camp's coming. So the eagerness is there, the hunger. And uh, you know, there might be some stuff getting put out there about certain guys and all that stuff. They might see it. They might self, you know, Kind of like Coach Vick used to have the uh, our first year when they you know or second year whenever they put us like at the bottom and we finished you know at the top or something. Um, But no, the chip's always there, man.
2: Having as many guys graduate as you had, and as many guys leave for the NFL and all of that, and the national expectations being a little Mm -hmm. less than what they were last year, do you feel that the pressure is more, less, or the same than what it was going into this same position last year? Uh, I don't think. And I mean,
3: again, the expectation and the goal every single year is to play for championships. And uh, I know that sounds like coach speak, like coach Vic, but it really is. You you you're playing for a championship. You're going to have a great opportunity to do bigger things. So, you know, it's not like we're the type that it's like, hey, one game at a time. No, we know what the expectation is. We know what our standard is. Play our best football at the end of the year um, and win championships. And, uh, you know, again, I think what's really cool is we don't set any expectations on ourselves or we don't, you know, the, whatever the, the media is saying of you guys should be this. I mean, shit, you we went through a roller coaster of that last year with, you know, we won every game, but yet right. oh, some games were close. Well, sorry, Navy held the ball 39 seconds and then <laughs> ran, ran the ball one yard and then did it again and then. You know, every uh, kickoff was an onside kick. And like,
2: at least you're not still mad about it or anything. <laughs>
3: no. Last I checked, we won. But, uh, you know, I again. was
0: mad about that game. Yeah. I mean, put that on record.
3: <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we don't put any limitations on ourselves. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's it's just exciting, you know, because we know what the standard and expectation is. And nobody can dictate that besides us.
0: Well, Brady, let's hear some numbers, man, because uh, Squad Fest happened. Some uh, pretty doggone impressive weight was being thrown around. And, am I saying this phrase right? I, I've been saying weight thrown around. That's that's kind of my go-to phrase instead of pumping iron or pumping. And I, I just think weight thrown around sounds a little better. But anyway, a lot of big weight was being thrown around. Just just hit us with some raw numbers, some things that really impressed you.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, those two freaky whiteouts, you know, Trey and Tyler Scott, um, who are 185 pounds now. I wanted to make sure. Justin knew that, wanted to make sure a lot of media people knew that because they've been saying they're 172, 175, they're 185 now. And, uh, again, a day after running the 429 and, you know, just flying, and they squatted 545 pounds three times, which, you know, Tyler probably could have done one more, maybe two more. Trey could have maybe done one more. But, you know, it was kind of like set, Like I told him, you know, all week, I was like, look, you're hitting this number, three reps, you're good. Because they hit it for one rep you know, three weeks back and it was just like, you know, boom, it was butter. So I was like, you're going to hit it three. That gives you a, you know, 600 projected max, which that's what they wanted and get up on the board, all that stuff, which we don't care about the numbers. It's how well you play football, but it was special to see that. Um, obviously Ivan pays 685 for four. And uh, it was just funny because I told him, I like, you know, I didn't want anybody really to go over like three just because, you know, you want to keep it going. You not I mean, but sometimes it just happens, man. When, when you're in that environment, you just go. So, he crushed four, and uh, that was impressive as shit, obviously. Um,
1: what was really cool
3: was J.Q. Hardaway, you know, again, has got here in January, and it's just, you know, and uh,
1: Hi, J.Q. He listens to these. Oh, does he? Um, yeah.
3: Great kid. Get some good sleep, buddy. You got a big day tomorrow. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think he had like 365 on the bar. So, again, freshman. Just got here in January. You know, he's 202 right now, such a great kid, trained so hard, um, great attitude, great character. And uh he gets in and he's doing 365, you know, and I'm like, all right, he's gonna get like three or four here. And like all of a sudden he just like keeps going, right? And it was funny because I I'm talking to him like a little bit, and he's like, shit, coach, he's like it's kinda hard not to keep going when those lights and cameras are in your face. And I'm like, Yeah, that's kind of what it's about.
1: Um <laughs> But, now, uh, the weights you give out are without the bar, right? You're just giving out the weights that are on the... Yeah. So, 365 on the bar. That's what JQ did. 545 and, on yeah. the
3: bar for Trey and Tyler. 685 for
1: Ivan. So, um, you add 45 pounds with the bar, right? Is that what no, the bar weighs? No, that's
3: total. Like, 545 is the bar and all the weights. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Where did 600 come? I was told Tyler and Trey did 600. Because that's like – because they repped out the five for three reps. Okay. So it's, it's a correlation. Like, you know, like when why Wiggins' number is so projected high on that board is because he squatted 6.15 and did like 8 to 10 reps. And I was like, stop, rack it. And he was yelling <laughs> at me, it's too easy. This bitch is too easy. Like, <laughs> I still have that video. And I was like – why do I have a 205 pound freak show squatting 610
4: pounds? (laughs) But,
3: uh, you know, again, I'm never going to hold kids back. We're always going to be smart and safe. And that's what that day was for. Um, you know, Wilson Huber hit five forty five, crushed it again, not trying to make him, you know, hit set all time records. Just one. I mean, he's 250 pounds body looks the best he's ever looked. He's fast. I mean, he's, he was hitting 20 miles an hour. He's never done that. Um, I think, uh, you know, some of those D-line guys, Damo Perry, Jabari Taylor, they were hitting 600, you know, for singles or do Like, Jabari, I was like, Jabari, look, I'm, I'm telling you. I told him for two weeks. I was like, you're going to hit one rep. I'm like, so I don't care what the weight is. I've seen you squat this. I've seen you squat that. So he's like, all right. He's like, let's just do like a smooth 600. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> shoot, shoot, boom. All right. Smooth <laughs> <we're> 600. Good. <laughs> what what did Dante, uh, Dante get? Uh, Dante was like 585, I think, for, for a couple. Okay. Um, You know. Tunstall, I think, did 500 for three,
1: which is and awesome. that's really hard for a dude that's that like, oh, long and big, right? He
3: can, yeah, and he can bend now. He's, he's, he's had such a great, great summer. I'm really, really happy and proud of him and can't wait to see him. Camp Big Cam Jones, the bear, as Coach Cummins likes to call him, uh, he did the same, 500 for like uh, two or three. Gavin Gerhardt did like 500 for two or three.
1: Gavin's had a really good summer, right? Like a really good summer. summer. He had a good spring. Like yeah, I was really impressed with him the spring. Um,
3: you know, the guys that um, have been absolutely just crushing it, you know, ever since their rehab from earlier in the winter, you know, the Wileys and the Renfros, their numbers were back to where they were. So that was really great to see. They obviously wanted to do way more. And, you know, kudos to Dr. Miyagi, Coach Austin. He's like, no, we're good. We're going to hit this number right here. You're good. Um, you did not prepare us for how big Potter is. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a real big boy. And uh, he's been doing a great job as well. I, I'm excited for him to keep going through these OTAs and then get to camp and really see what he can do. But it's been a great addition, I tell you. Um, I think Byron Threats hit 5-15 for three. He looks great. He looks great. I love that kid.
2: So um, Justin Harris.
3: Yep, Justin looked good. Uh, Ar- or Arquan. Um, Javon Hicks squatted the most he's ever squatted. It was like 4.55 for an easy three. He could have probably got like six to seven, but he's been awesome. His weight's up. He's 210. He looks totally different. Um, Nick Marner. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, every bit of six, six. And again, put on 25 pounds. He squatted, uh he squatted four or five for, uh, I think like four. And that was, Ooh, that was awesome. Uh, Jaden Thompson, who has put on good weight as well. He's 187 pounds. He did four oh five for a couple. I mean, that's just, that's impressive shit now. I mean, that's four plates Mm -hmm. and like, not, not like half squatting. Like that was honestly, if I go back to like that first question, like, you know, the one thing, and I told, we were talking about as a staff, I said, it had to be the first squat fest for like the rep integrity of everybody was, was fucking perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, normally, yeah, you get going, you know, your first two reps might be like, Oh, they're perfect. The third rep, uh, a little high fourth rep, uh, whatever, you know, like, it was like, and that was to me as a coach, like, that's what you want. Cause anybody can just put weight on a bar and do shitty technique, but that's not what we're about. So that was really cool to see. Um, I should have, should have had my list prepared for you, but crazy numbers all over the place, crazy numbers all over the place.
0: Well, heavy repetition leads to uh improved fundamentals. So obviously you can tell that you've had them in the weight room doing the right thing for a while, but yeah. I also want to hear want to hear about you know how you are able to 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 get the uh, get the the oil back up and moving afterwards. You know, like when when sometimes you get a little wear and tear, a lot of workouts, a lot of this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden you got you got to get an oil change. You got to head over to Danco Transmission. You know, we we got to mention a quick Danco Transmission shout out. Head over to Danco Transmission. I don't care. Get your oil change. Ten dollars off. Ten percent off. Do whatever you need. Walk in, talk to Danco Joe, the man, the myth, the guy. Let him know. BCJ sent you. BBP sent you. Aaron Smith sent you. And, of course, let him know that Brady Collins said, up, down, up, down, a couple of squats, in and out, 10% off, $10 off
2: next vote. Yes. big, big shout-out to Danco Joe for uh, that $1,000 donation to the TBT huge. this week, too.
0: Huge shout-out. That was he huge. Was, he was the guy that, that uh, matched the first 1,000. And I tell you what, man, it is a uh, – Thrilled to see that up and moving. Anything Bearcat, the community gets together, yep. and obviously you can see it's a, it's a strong push towards the uh, the front of the line, and seeing what uh, what you can do. But you know, Brady, I you mentioned all these big numbers, and it, it's awesome to hear. And we are going to talk about the uh, rest and relaxation and the way that you're able to come back a little bit later. But I had to throw that out there for our man Danco Joe and Danco Joe Danco Transmission and Auto Care. There we go. go but uh, Brady. Talk to me a little bit how you're able to wrap things up at the end when you have both line up in, in, in a, two lines down the middle. Is that something that you kind of have have gotten within yourself and just a team unity on, you know, the, the pretty traditional workouts? But when you see that many guys together doing the workouts as one, it, it is something special.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we kind of did some finishers throughout the summer that kind of prepped up for that. Um, you know, the, the, where they lock arms and they're doing, you know, leg lifts and flutter and single leg up and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's a mental, no doubt it's physical, but it's more of a mental thing, right? Like you're tired, your legs are feeling it. You're, you know, upper body. So it was a total body workout. Um, so it's just, you know, you're going through adversity, you're going through the shit right now, but you're not doing it alone. You're doing it with the entire offense or the entire defense. And uh, the only way you do it, you can't do anything alone, not in this program. Not in life, um, especially not on the football field. So you know they lock arms, they do that. Um, you know I threw the push-ups and sit-ups in there, just extra stuff. You know get them all count together. Obviously we did fifteen, and we did seven, then we did one of push-ups and sit-ups. You know just obviously a little meaning behind all those and stuff. But you know it's just really it's something you know you don't want to just end the workout. It's like, hi, right, good job, yay, squat fast. Like, right. and uh, <laughs> it's funny because you know. Friday, I mean, we hang our hat on every day that we train, no doubt, but uh, Fridays are like our day, like throughout the winter, throughout the summer. And, uh, you know, it was funny for like the last two Fridays leading up to Squat Fest, we didn't have like a finisher. So, you know, like when the kids were done, like with the, with our lift, they're like, all right, what do we got? And I'm like, that's it. We're good. They're like, what? No, no. We got, we got abs. We got, what do we got? Wall sit? Like, do we got prowlers? And I'm like, no, you're good. Squat Fest is coming. they're like, oh, okay, yeah. They're like, man, come on, we want some. Like, um, but it is. It's just kind of. It's one of those reminders, you know. Um, you know, because again, can you simulate fourth and one? You know, no. But you can put guys in certain situations where they got to count, rely on the guy next to them, on each side, in front of them, behind them, and know that they've put in the work, they've grinded, they've suffered, and that they're not going to give in. They got their brothers back. So just fun, unique ways to kind of you know wrap it all up. And then finish with some obviously some 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 nice words, ain't that right?
0: Man, I tell you what, you got me going on that first. When I was actually uh, texting, I I didn't mention any names, but I I did send that out in my uh, Fourth of July text yes. to uh, to my friends. I was like, "Gosh, we are great, we are <laughs> great," and then sent that out, and they were just got, got, got them hyped up a little bit. But uh, aside from that, um, we we already mentioned a couple of names. I kind of have a general question when it comes to the groups in the Squat Fest because obviously you saw some similar groups mm. and then you saw like Orion Montgomery with, you know, Wiley and Renfro and you saw Corey Kiner was working out with, I I believe it was maybe Gerhardt and, and fickle or, or, or two linemen were with, uh, with Kiner at how, how do the groups get put together? Is that another thing that's just, you know, you, you get everything out there. Is it num- pure number wise or is it, you know, pushing each other wise? How do you come up with those?
3: Uh, no, I mean like, you know, case in point, uh, that Wiley, that Rhino, that uh, Renfro and Kiner group. Um, those are guys with coach Austin, who again, is unbelievable coach person. Um, but just he's, he's, his niche is, you know, not injury modification. It is, but just, you know, rehab, all that kind of stuff. He's like a PT, he's a sports scientist. He's a great coach. He's a great strength coach. And uh, so he had those guys since the winter when they, you know, Rhino had his shoulder done Renfer with his hip Wiley with his foot and shoulder. So, you know, he's groomed those guys. I would train them every now and then, but you know, those have been his core for a long time. So, you know, I don't want to change that up on squat fest just cause it's crazy. And the lights are out. Like they're, they've had their progressions. They're going to do that. Um, but if you look around at, you know, every group was like a mix, you know um, the C Paul pride lift that we do in the winter, that's where like, you know, the O-line will go to this station. The running backs and tight ends go to this station. The quarterbacks, wide receivers go to this station. Um The squad fest you just want a good mix. You know, I like in every area, you know, if you looked at my area, I had DBs, I had linebackers, and I had D-line. Um With the offense, I had O-line, I had quarterbacks, I had outs and I had tight ends. Like, you know, it's just always a good little mix. Because, um, you know, no doubt if we're all wideouts and we're all training together, we're going to be hyping it up. We're going to be having fun, but... I want everybody to feel and see and hear and have fun with everybody.
2: You've brought up your assistants a couple of times tonight. What did it mean for you to see them in this space a couple weeks ago, as we had all of them here as part of our show? Oh, it was awesome. No, I enjoyed it. Um, you know,
3: I love being hunting here with you guys. It's awesome. Um, but I also love, you know, for those guys to get a little taste, get a little experience. Um, you know, I think uh, I think they just des- they deserve, you know, all the opportunities, stuff like this, and you know they're like I said they're just as important as anybody in this program. You know, I know, like I said, everybody always gives credit head coach and quarterback, but you know there's so many people behind the scenes, not just my staff, but EQ support staff, training staff, best in America, Aaron, Michelle, all those people. Um, you know, like I said, Russo our nutritionist. It was just, it was cool though. It was really fun to see him on here, and uh, technical difficulties for a few of them, I'm sure. So we'll we'll make sure they're better next time.
0: I, you know, you got to admit they had some pretty crazy stories they told us about you, didn't they? No, they got
3: they got gun shy, didn't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> off off air, they were ready. I I told them to prepare some, and then all of a sudden bright lights came on. But no, it was it was awesome having them on. Um, can you can you reveal the identity of Mike Myers? I actually don't don't do that. But go ahead, just tell us a little bit how that came.
3: came I, will, I will reveal his identity. His okay. name is uh, Tyler Thurman, and uh, he's he's been an intern with us since uh, the winter. And uh, he was a former O lineman at Mid Tennessee State, and uh, just a great young kid, man. I mean, he he works his ass off. He does a lot of the sports science stuff with us, um, but he does a really good job of just you know being eager, being excited to come to work every day, having fun with the guys. Like to me. You know, it's easy just to be like, hey, you dress up like this and you put on that. And yeah, I want you to dance around and do this or whatever. But like, you know, for me, it's cool because the guys respect him because they see how hard he works. Like, you know, like I've always said, kids see through bullshit and kids want to fuck around and have fun, not only with us, but the interns as well. And uh, but they appreciate it because they know he's working his ass off, not only for us, but for those kids. So um, he's a different type of bird. And, uh, you know, he's every bit of six, four, six, five. And, uh, he said his favorite, um, like movie was like Halloween one time. And it was just like, boom, stuck in my head. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like, you know, squad fest is like a <clears throat> a costume <clears throat> or a theme lift. I mean, it's a theme, lift, but it's not like, you know, dress up all that stuff. But, uh, except I, for Wiley, I, I yeah, Wiley was scary too. I just, you know, it's turned into the sunglass party since last year with uh, Sauce, so yep. that was cool to see you guys wearing sunglasses. Mine got broke in the mosh, so that's fine. Oh, fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know, maybe Dez or Wiley can hook me up with a pair. They got they got their deals. Um, <laughs> or Maj. Maj. Maj and Maj yeah. Maj could. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about?
0: Mike Myers.
3: Oh, yeah. So, I just, I was looking on Amazon one day, and I saw the costume and I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. And I bought like a legit Michael Myers mask and he put it on and he was in the back office. And I was just like, Holy shit. And I was <laughs> like, yes. I was, and he goes, coach, all I want to do is just walk around. I said, you can do whatever you want, buddy. And he's like, <laughs> it's like, I just want to be in the background of every picture. I'm like, you will
1: be. <laughs> and he, he did played- a great job making it very uncomfortable. He did.
3: He played that part perfect. I think one of the funniest pictures I saw. So he had a, you know, a little plastic fake machete. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the push, pull, shrug, neck, circuit, little court area. He's standing by the neck and he's just holding the machete out as the guys are doing neck. And it's like coming right through here. And like some guys are like, man, you are messed up, bro. Like, of course he didn't say a word the whole time.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now he played Got to be in
3: character. Got to be in character. Can't break character.
2: How long has the uh, AAC championship been running on loop in your office? Uh, only on special days. Okay. Only on special days.
1: Yeah. i tell you no, a fun I... story about that one. So but, we're, sta- we're standing there and it's, uh, it's almost halftime. And Luke walks by and he stops for a second. And I said, these guys got to get their head out of their ass. And he's like, we'll, we'll, we'll get them in the locker room, make some adjustments. Like yeah, they just they they don't they don't look right, man. I, I'm a little worried about this thing. And he goes, "Catch me at the end. <laughs> Catch me when the final score is posted." <laughs> <laughs> Even when you try to give him a hard time, he always wins. It's annoying.
2: He does.
3: He does. He never loses. Annoying. That's his favorite saying.
2: Yeah, we walked what? in and I had a, an energy drink. Brent has coffee, and he's like didn't anybody tell you guys only coaches can have coffee down here so we were all laughing whatever I finished my drink right away and, and throw it away he's like I didn't mean you had to throw it away right I was like <laughs> I was like I heard you only give hard time to the people that you like so uh, I guess we're okay I chugged my scorching hot coffee and I
4: said <laughs> this
0: is squat fest baby I'm ready I am ready Brady I gotta ask how how much uh how how many obs do you drop each squat fest because I tell you what man I put my hand on your back and it was like a, like a sponge almost.
3: <laughs> I would say at least probably five pounds. I mean, um, you know, you, you try to give yourself a little buffer to prep for that next group to reset, let guys get their pictures, all that stuff, mainly for us to kind of, all right, let's, right. let's make So sure we're ready for round two. Um, I think in the past, maybe I had a little time to change like, uh, my compression shorts. Nope, not this time. <laughs> Those new sweatshirts we were wearing, they were hot, hot, hot. Yeah. But, uh, But, no, it was – yeah, I'd probably say about five, at least five. All water
1: weight, though. It's all good.
0: I mean, easily.
1: So, let the people know, what do the next three weeks look like for the team? Like, in that lead up from coming back from a little week break, because that's really their last break now until December or whatever. So –
3: Yeah, I think – actually, I mean, we're going to have a nice – You know, not a nice long break. I mean, they'll have like, you know, three.
1: A couple days. Three and a
3: half, four days maybe, you know. um, Right at the end, right before we officially kind of start camp, you know, with just some new rules and just the way we do things. And I think that's great because, you know, the way we set up everything, yeah, I could be biased, but it, it, it works perfect. And obviously, the past speaks for itself, but you're always not just trying to copy and paste. You're going to enhance what you're doing. So, you know, we had a great training all of, uh you know, when, when we started in May and all of June and then, you know, finished with a great banger, had a nice little week uh, reset, came back today, had a nice team run in the morning in the nip and then, uh, you know, had OD lifts and they can start having like meetings and tomorrow the OTA start, which is great because you're out there and you're, you know, working with the coaches and you're getting ready or, you know, so that when you get to camp, it's not just like, whoa, day one and, even though a lot of guys know and all that stuff. So it's a nice little schedule that, you know, it's, it's mixed up with, um, you know, two OTAs still lifting, you know, three times a week and, uh, meetings and all that stuff. So we'll roll with that for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, the last week we always kind of treat it a little different. Um, you know, it could be a, a fun lift at night. could be a going away trip could be who knows what we'll see. And then, uh, you know, those older guys will uh, will have you know a good couple of days to again reset, recharge, get ready to uh, rock and roll into phase three, which will be camp.
1: What and, what do, what do OTAs consist of? Like, let the fans know, like what that. What yeah, that's so it's like uh,
3: you know, with, with with all the rules that there are, um, you know, and again, I know they're changing yearly, daily, monthly, yeah. but uh, you know, coaches can be out there with the guys. You know, one of the new rules now is like, you know, you can do drills. Indie drills like with the ball, where in the past it was like no ball. Yeah, no ball. (laughs) So, you know, that's because, you know, if I'm a whiteout and I'm working my footwork stuff and then, you know, I'm going to catch a ball when I can, you know, legitimately catch a ball as opposed to, you know, a pretending a a towel or like, you know, running backs used to be running with a towel, quarterbacks be snapping with a towel. So now you're just kind of getting, you know, the real um, situation. But it's like, uh, it's like a very, you know, I I mean, I don't want to, say it because nothing that we do is slow or dummy down or anything like that i mean these kids compete they do whatever but it's not like about okay we're going to uh see who the best guy is or who's going to be the starting nickel or who's you know it's like it's talking it's communicating it's getting it lined up it's adjustments um you know i think that's one of the coolest things that we do is if we go against each other an offense and a defense obviously there's no pads there's no helmets and even when you do that like the football can't be live so it's like really You know, the offense gets set. They might do a little motion, whatever the defense is calling. They're getting set, you know, set, hit, three hard steps. Everybody's lined up and then, okay, reset, you know, just kind of getting the tempo terminology, all that stuff down. Um, Guys kind of start getting their legs ready for, you know, just the flow of practice of, you know, warm up, individual drills, special team drills, uh, you know, seven on seven where, you know, again, you're not trying to dominate uh, DBs and stuff, you know, it's just getting good reps, you know, make sure you're tracking the ball, make sure you're in the right position. Again, e- really everything it's about communication. Um, you know, cause that's so huge guys, guys can see things on, on film or be taught things in the meeting room. And, you know, they write it down. Can they regurgitate it? Can they see it when it's, when it's, you know, flowing? And that's, what's great about these because it's not camp and it's not, you know, spring ball. So it's kind of, easing you into it so that when it does really start flying, the game is slowed down because you know what you're doing.
0: Aaron, I think we have a couple mailbag questions for Brady. You know, we'll get Real those quick lines. while you pull those up.
1: Um, yeah. Tell us how cool it is that the nation's getting to uh, get a better feel for this guy. This oh, is okay. Sauce apparently just uh, hanging out with a Little League team in line uh, for ice cream. And they they asked him his favorite ice cream. He said strawberry cheesecake. But like, I think there's this perception that he's like you know this ultra cocky prima donna, you know prima donna asshole cornerback. And when you get to know this kid, like that's not who he is at all. Like he's such a different dude. He's a great a great young man, man. Um, you know, and again.
3: Some, some media or some outside people might think that's probably all the teams that we played and beat because they were butthurt. But, uh, you, you ask any NFL GM that met with that young man during the draft process and they all told coach the same thing. Like, are we getting duped here? Is this kid really that genuine? Is he really that, you know, smart and, you know, has great character and trust. For all? I mean, yes, that's who he is. He's raised the right way bless his mom and his family members around him and, You know, he is, he's, he's a pure example of humble and hungry, you know, kid came in skinnier than a toothpick
1: (laughs) grinded did things the right way. Uh, And a toothpick would be like, Hey, I'm not that skinny. Relax. Yeah. The toothpick Um, would take offense. (laughs) But Man,
3: he is, he is just, uh, he is, he's awesome. I mean, he, you know, he would do that anywhere. He doesn't care. He's not, you know, he's cause one of the coolest things he always says, is uh you know one of those little kids that was his that was him one day and yep. uh so you know but uh no nah, that's funny it was funny at the a uh, quick story about him i forget who it was but you know the defense is doing the real fights or whatever and someone's like i want a mod and like they're like getting up in my face and like a mod's like you don't want that you don't want that and i said a mod's had his time man i'm like he's got 38 million reasons why he doesn't need to
0: do this <laughs> that's true that's true Br- brady uh iron sharpens iron was on all the shirts mm-hmm. um I kind of mentioned it a little bit during the tug of war, but another thing I really liked was, you know, I, I, I saw a few times when, when Evan Prater was was doing his max squat and Ben Bryant was pushing people out of the way to get there and, and cheer him on. Same when Ben was doing his, Evan was pushing through to get there. Uh, Ivan, before he stepped up for his, his brother Deshaun pushed everyone aside and made sure he was there to be the you know spotter. Yeah. Is, is is this something that it has really formed organically Is this <laughs> – true iron sharpens iron. You you know, you mentioned Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker. They're both pushing each other to the extreme talking about speed and how drew Donnelly's got next, but they've got right now this, that is this all happening organically. Now that you guys have really instilled the uh, quote, quote culture of what the program is.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, it's on, it's on every shirt that we have, um, you know, the F E squared, which obviously means iron sharpens iron. It also has a deeper meaning, which we all know. Um, but uh, it is, man, it is it is very unique and special to who we are and how we've gotten to where we are now and what we've done and what we're still going to, you know, continue to accomplish. And uh, it just, it's, like I said earlier, man, you can't do anything alone in and, and this program and football and life. And, uh, you know, ultimately everybody wants to be great. They want to be the best. They want to be the guy, right? Do you need to be it? Like, is it something you can't go 10 minutes without thinking about or, you know, three days when you have a break, are you like, man, I got to work out. I got to, I got to do some type of football. Um, And ultimately, you know, again, you can't be an individual. You can't be a guy that is just really, really good at football. And you know, you you train okay, but you don't really care about the guys around you. You're just going to take care of you. You're going to, I'm going to be me. I'm still going to be good. Like it just doesn't happen that way, especially in our program. So it is really cool because the guys know the only way they're going to be the best version of themselves is if they got other guys around them pushing them and holding them accountable to be that. And it rubs off on each other. And, uh, you know, ultimately, also there's that, you know, that uh, competitive spirit and the unit strength that's involved in it. You know, you got Ben Bryant and Evan Prater that are battling out for the starting position, but yet, you know, they're working out together every day. They're, you know, communicating. They're having fun. They're hanging out outside of here. They're pushing people. They're pushing each other. They're competing nonstop. And, you know, that's, that's what's really cool to see.
2: Aaron, you got some lined up? Yes, I do. <clears throat> there we go. All right, Brady. So the question specifically for you from our mailbag. Uh Brady, I'm 54 years old with my COVID year of eligibility remaining. Can you get me ready by September 3rd?
1: I already <coughs> answered this for you. I said no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, can
3: you get me ready by September 3rd to drink some beers in the parking lot and sit be, in fans? Yes,
0: right. Be the yes. be the greatest fan you can. Yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you.
1: There's even what would the... what would beer drinking training look like? That might be a thing you could you could monetize. That's true. It's would true. you pass was... us off
0: to Felino or would would we have to be under you?
3: Or... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would be a good pass off. Yes. <laughs> um I can get you uh in better shape than what you are now, but ready to play, ooh, that'd be tough.
2: Uh Brady, if you were head coach and it's September 3rd, we have the ball, it's fourth and one on the opponent's 39. What would you call? Uh he even gives actually uh, multiple choices that don't uh, didn't have enough room. Uh a punt b QB sneak C shotgun handoff d goal line formation running back dive e play action pass f field goal attempt. Should
0: should we further what's, what's, what's the situation? Yeah, should we say fourth, it's right?
2: What's the time let's, let's what's go
0: the let's score? go fourth yeah. quarter, fourth quarter, minute minute twenty left. Uh, zero timeouts on either side. No,
3: let's go. Let's go up two. You go for it. 100%. Win the game. It's on the opponent's 39. Yeah. Go for it. it. It's a yard. A yard. We'll take our guys against anybody. A yard.
0: But you're going under center or, or are you going shotgun?
3: Uh, well, that's
0: a Coach Gino question. No, it, this is this is back at your oh, plan. Oh, this is right me. Now. Okay, yeah, this is you. Uh,
3: I'm gonna go 14 personnel. Okay, Get all four four tight ends out there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go under center. center. Okay, and name any running back you want. I'm gonna hand them the ball.
0: Okay, you're not gonna fullback dive to Brady Collins. Well, you know,
3: if we <laughs> we, if we could have a tight end come in motion to be oh. a fullback. So I like this. I like and this. each back. There we go. There we go. <laughs>
2: Go for it. Good.
3: That's the correct answer,
2: I think. Which Which tight end? Lenny. Um. To go
3: in motion. To k- I'm going to go Shimon.
2: Okay. Well
1: done. I could see Shimon getting a yard. Yep. He yeah. was begging me to get you to let him hit the ropes with with Lenny. He wanted a piece of Lenny.
3: Oh, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. That would probably would have been pretty good.
4: <laughs>
3: Tell Coach I want Lenny.
1: Tell Coach I want Lenny. <laughs> I should have
2: Brady's f- favorite day of the week during the season And why, excluding game day
3: Oh man, that's tough
2: Game weeks are just the best In season's the best, man
3: uh,
1: Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays Bloody uh, Tuesday
3: No um, I mean, Tuesday's fun Because yeah, you practice, there's no really training that day I mean, I always do a, a breakfast club With uh, the young O-line, D-line guys They come in I do some metabolic stuff with them it's always kind of fun, a little extra, a little, little something special that we do. Monday's a really great day because, um, you know, the freshmen will train early. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's a great day for my staff and myself. There's really nothing. Going, the coaches are game planning all day. Uh, the older guys, you know, technically have the day off. So they're getting treatments and resting and doing real life things, um, getting caught up on academics, all that. So I have a rule, you know, for me, it's, hey, everybody's out by noon. So that's great because, like, last year, I could pick up my daughter from school, get Chick-fil-A for the family, and then, you know, be home a long time, which in season you don't really have too much of that. Uh, Tuesday, you know, is, is, a, is another good day because there's really nothing all morning until besides my breakfast club thing until practice. So, you know, that's a great day to get caught up on a lot of stuff, research, get, get hella personal workouts in. Um, Wednesday's a great day because that's the day we train. We get after it. The whole team uh, starts off in the morning, the freshmen, you know, they'll train early and then the older guys come in around their schedule. I call it like the barbershop. So, you know, I might have two guys come in at nine and then two more guys come in at nine thirty. Two guys. So it's like just, you know, as one group is kind of, nearing the end or on their arms, the next group starting. So it's fun. Thursday's another day where you get a couple guys lifting, um, sort of no sweat, you know, Thursday that we do. And then obviously primetime guns, which is like a mini squat fest. It's awesome. And almost just as crazy. These kids are nuts. And then, uh, Thursday good too. Cause you know, we're out there. I get, I give, I always give a speech on Thursday, which is fun Friday, obviously. You know it's great because when when the morning's all done and the afternoon team hotel that's always great. Um, but I would have to say probably probably Wednesday just because I love love just being out on the floor and just training guys like one on two like all day. It's great. Right.
0: And also, of, of course, successful Sunday as well. A little uh... yes, those are
3: great too. Nothing better than Sundays, man.
2: Soak
0: success Sunday. There we go. The triple S.
2: And your last question from the mailbag, Brady, Uh, who has been the one dude of the summer as you have, we all know that you have your, your dudes of the week. Uh, this, this one was wondering if you had one dude of the summer.
3: Uh I mean, that's hard. There's so many, Um, you know, and again, why we do that. We, we always want to pump out guys that like, you know, shit, they've come a long way or they did something not like really cool with weight or anything in the week, but like, maybe they went out of their way to do some type of leadership or accountability or, you know, really brought someone along or, you know, put their arm around, you know, just stuff like that. But, uh, man, that's a, that's a really tough
1: question. Um, you know, you know what you want to (laughs) answer. What? Trey? Yep. That's your, that's your new son. Trey Tucker.
3: Trey is, uh, yeah. Wiley. Uh, You know, I said to Gavin Gerhart, he's been unreal. Um, So there's just – I don't want to just label it to one, but – I was
2: going to say, I don't want you to forget somebody either as you're just trying to name people off the top of your head.
3: You know, I mean, just Jabari, I think, you know, really stands out because of his leadership. Uh, I I mentioned Huber earlier just because, again, he's 250. His body looks the best it ever has. Um, He's fast. He's just – his leadership through the roof, all those things. Mm -hmm. So – it's hard to put the, you know, again, you could call me a, uh, you know, a sellout, but we're blessed, dude. We got a bunch of them.
1: I'm going to hit you with one from the banks too. The the, the off topic question section. How many Texas Roadhouse Rolls could you eat in an hour? Could I eat in an hour? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, man, let's fill you up now. Um, they do eventually, not right away. Right away when you get the butter on there, you're like, oh
3: my I mean I don't there was to have a while one. my daughter was
1: eating like two baskets of them every time we go to Texas Roadhouse. Well they only put like four in a basket. Yeah, well she's eleven. She was eating That's eight a, rolls. True. That's
3: pretty um, good. Oh man. I mean, I don't know, is there like some type of reward if I eat a bunch? Cause like I need some motivation. Like full. I'm not just gonna be like, all right, I'm full. gonna see yeah, how many full. I can <laughs> full. I would full? Say... I'll say,
0: I'll say, uh, 12. 12. There you go. Full disclosure. Four
1: four baskets.
0: I've, I've never been to Texas Roadhouse. Can you explain what the rolls are like?
1: They melt in your mouth.
0: Are they like the O'Charlie's roll? The cinnamon butter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The cinnamon cinnamon butter. butter. Is it like O'Charlie's?
1: Like those kind Uh, of rolls? they're a little lighter than that. Okay. A little more airy. It's like Like the the softest
3: softest bread you've ever. Yeah.
1: They're delicious. They're really good. Twenty, Brent. Brett go. well, we'll get to our answer, Brent. I, I just wanted to get Brady's answer. Brady, okay. Brady goes twelve.
0: Yeah. Twelve. Oh, we're doing it again at the end.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We still have yeah. the 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 bounce part of the mailbag. So I'll I'll. Google I just want Brady's I'll answer. It.
3: <laughs> Brady said twelve. So now I know I got to beat. That, you know, I'm enough. setting the bars. You know, somewhat low, but somewhat high. So right. I can exceed
1: right. expectations. There we go. Okay, uh, if all the coaches had to run against each other, who would win in a race? Brown?
3: If all the coaches had, like, a like just a, a regular sprint?
1: Yeah, like a 40, I guess.
0: Let's go 100-yard dash. Hundred Yeah, 100.
1: Oh, God, 100-yard dash? It'd have to be Brown, right? Brown still runs. Like, he's still, like, after practice. He's uh, still out there getting after it. Yeah, I would say... I
3: would Paige say, still has some? I would, I would say Coach Brown... Probably one, and then me too. Okay.
0: Now we switch it to forty. Are you Are you going to flip yourself in there? Uh, in there kinda,
3: uh, I don't want to push that one. You know. Okay. <laughs> My papa hammy. Yeah, I'll be. Sure, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely we'll get we'll definitely give it to Coach Brown for sure.
0: So so Brady, what what do you do after Squat Fest? Because because also you know you said who was the guy of the summer. I, I mean, I wanted to ask about our Marion Smith. I wanted to ask about sincerely. I, I had a laundry list of people that were just I wanted to get after, but obviously we gotta let you go soon. So let us know what did you do after the squat fest and what did you do that week leading up, back coming, coming back now, today. That kind of you know, because I know you get look, get the jitters. You get the you want to be there. You want to be in front of the team. That'll be the last question wrapping it up. Fill us what you've been up to this past week
3: uh after squat fest let's see well as soon as i caught my breath and did those uh quick interviews or whatever um i ate some chick-fil-a burritos <laughs> and uh you know just kind of sat in the back office with the boys talking took some pictures with them took a shower a nice long shower which felt great Much neither. uh came back down um went over some of the numbers with the guys all that and then I think left, picked up my daughter from gymnastics, went home. I think I was in bed by eight. <laughs> um, had a great sleep, you know, got up, uh, Saturday, had a nice day at home with the family, uh, got up Sunday and we drove down to my wife's family's Lake house in Cumberland. It's
0: beautiful.
3: That was fun. Stayed there Sunday, came back Monday night and then, uh, it's been a, it's been a great week uh tuesday wednesday thursday just stayed home all day with the kids um you know my son every night he'd be like daddy no no work tomorrow and i'd be like nope he goes yes and uh <laughs> you know because he'd wake me up at like 5 5 30 in the morning and uh eat breakfast with him play all day hit, hit dingers outside and um <laughs> took him putting one day and his birthday was thursday so that was really fun happy birthday yeah and then uh Friday, um, I went up to Columbus and uh played in the annual Marathi golf outing, which is always a great time. Um, so went up there Friday, stayed at uh, wife's family's house, then played golf again Saturday in the outing, you know, go to Coach Mick's house after both nights, have fun, swim in the pool. Wife and kids came up Saturday, so the kids got to get in the pool um now i got to see mrs Maradi again and some other of the family members and stuff which is always fun and then uh <clears throat> sunday we had a little monster jam party for my boy oh. at, uh, at a park up there in pal ohio which was great because all of our family's up in columbus so and we were already up there right we just have a party up there that way everybody did not have to come down here and uh when that was done got in the car came back last night um met uh, my staff at the Miami trail yards to uh, you know, grab a beer and some dinner and just make sure we're all good for this week and the next coming weeks. So that, you know, today didn't come with any surprises or anything like that. And here we are.
1: Oh. Uh, I can answer this question, Brady. What's your favorite food? Tacos. We've asked you uh, that before. <laughs> Is it shifted?
3: Mexican? Mexican. Mex- yeah. Yeah. Mexican. Mexican. Um, but I do love a mean steak now. Oh,
1: and uh, finally, what's the secret to looking good, Brady?
3: I can't tell you that.
1: Tell you, you would have to kill you.
3: I'd have to kill you. You got to head the squat fest <laughs> for that. After. What's the secret to looking good? Oh, man. The, I mean.
0: Water. Water and neck workouts. Right? Neck workouts. Your yeah, sure. neck right? has to
3: be strong. Got to train your neck. Train your neck. Uh, being around young people. There you go. You always stay young. They keep you young. That's right. There we go. go.
0: Brady, man. All right, get out of here. You're the GOAT. (laughs) You're the GOAT, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, boys. Coming on.
1: We'll we'll get you right before the start of camp. And then, uh, because we know we we won't get you at camp. We'll we'll get you in that little window. We'll have a, have a, a campfire
3: side, whatever you want to call it, round table with the whole staff.
2: I like that. I'm not,
3: like depends
0: that depends on
2: the Wi-Fi out there. Otherwise, might might be on the struggle bus again. Their Wi-Fi is actually pretty good. All right.
0: Enough to keep all those flo- phones alive that are out there. So, Or it could be just be a good. simple
3: record because there might be a lot of editing in that True. one. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> we'll bring the beer. Fair enough. We'll bring the beer. We'll bring the beers <laughs> All righty, man. Perfect. Thank you so Chuck, much, Brady. Trump no might
1: boy. come after me if I showed up with a car full of beer. Nah. Eh, he'd be all right. <laughs> as long as we let him have a couple, he'll be fine. He's too good of a guy. He is. I love him. <laughs> <it. laughs> See ya. See you in a couple of weeks, brother. All right, boys. Take care, man. Have fun. Appreciate yeah, you. Yep.
0: Right. See you, brother. Well, that's a good guy.
1: It's, it's always one of our favorite things to do whenever we get him. It used to used to be every other week, but I mean, we've asked. Brady's not turning thirty. He year.
2: turns thirty every year.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's turning thirty again this year. Yeah, uh, I, I but it's it. it's always one of our our best shows. I, I I try to get him at least once a month. Yeah. Uh, Brent hit me up this morning and said time for Brady. I'm like yeah, yeah. That way we can get him now, and they can get we can get him one more time in a couple of weeks, right before they get to higher ground, uh, and then God, guys root. Three weeks from higher ground. We're what what, eight eight Saturdays from football. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We can like it's finally it's coming. It's close. The
0: iron the iron's been sharpening. It's ready to. Brent uh, and I have discussed
1: Brent's Brent's preseason or pre-camp articles. We we've kind of we got those in motion. So you know we're getting there.
0: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Do do we have a timestamp?
1: Well, we don't have a timestamp sponsor. We can timestamp. Let's go ahead and timestamp it. If you would like to sponsor the timestamps, hit me up, DMs, uh, message me on Bearcat Journal. The timestamps are available for this show and the BCJ podcast. You can get both. You can get one. Somebody else can get the other. But they're available and they're reasonable. Reasonably priced to get your uh, business out to the Bearcat community. So hit me up.
0: No, uh, no talk stamp this week. So someone else has got to step up there, right? But, but that's a, it's always a
1: Yeah. Where's Tom? Where's the Tom stamp? <laughs> Somebody's got to donate to get the, the time stamp. Like that's been the new thing, right? Somebody it's donates amazing. and gets their, their personal name mentioned as sponsor, of the timestamps uh, during these shows. So make it happen, people.
0: Here we go. There we go. But no, I mean, I so like you said, football's right around the corner.
1: Uh we're almost man, there,
0: man. We are almost there.
2: I mean, can you imagine how quickly it's gonna go for me? In between now and the higher ground, there's going to be a mini me.
1: Yep. And yep. well, that girl.
2: Well, I mean, still, it's gonna be.
1: I hope she looks like her. Me too. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, yes. but but yeah, that's, that's going to be like
1: if she's got a if she's um, got a beard and a buzz cut. It's not going to be pretty.
2: Uh, ultrasounds have plenty of hair. Okay,
1: it's, could be a good thing.
2: I don't know. It's just going to be the as long fat, as it's on her head. It's going to be the fastest right. three weeks of my life. If she <laughs> comes
1: out with a, a salt and pepper beard, we got problems, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly, Chad. Can you see tweet users' uh, address when they subscribe? That's a it's a question we got in the questions. I don't know if you want to answer that. I here. can. Yeah. Okay. There we go. But um,
1: random question.
0: Very random. But one last thing I wanted to wrap up with with the football side of things is the fact that yeah, you know, we're getting closer and closer, but I it just doesn't really seem like there's any definitive answers. Or anyone separated themselves in the weight room portion or the workout, you know, strength and conditioning portion of, you know, the whole entire offseason, which means. Well,
1: that's that's not really where separation happens. Oh, it's no, I separation know. Separation happens on the field. Unless someone. Unless just the guy's just being out. a lazy yeah. shit or somebody right. like right. explodes. But, you know, Brady's always talked about it's not about the weight, it's about the work. Like, yeah get in as long as guys are getting in and doing the work. And there is a culture around this program now that the work is celebrated. The work is expected. Right. Like a, a guy doing the work is not uh special. A guy doing the work is you get up every day, you get your ass in the weight room, you do the work. Yep. And we get better because of it. Um, I mean, I, I'm, you will subscribe with the name. Like, I, I'm not, like, you asked if I can see those. Of course I can. Like, there's a, a, what you have to fill out to subscribe to Bearcat Journal. I own the site. I can see those things. I'm not doxing you to anyone. Like, relax. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's
0: never <No>. happened before. <laughs> Believe me. Hopefully tweet you user.
1: subscribe to the right Bearcat Journal. There's only one BearcatJournal.com. So if you subscribe to a different bearcatjournal.com, I'm going to need you to let me know.
0: You're going to see a lot okay. of uh a lot of you know. I see Michael
1: Beers. Is Michael Beers your name? Cuz if Michael <laughs> Beers is your name, then I see it.
0: A lot of what Lucille is, is walking around What is Bearcat
1: happening? I don't
0: know. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, um I'm I so I don't confused. know. I just I'm excited to see what all the like you know, I mentioned a couple of names as we were closing out there with Brady. Just, you know, the Armarion Smiths and the Sincere Lewis. You know, sure, those are underclassmen and their time is probably yet to come. But, man,
1: it, there's, it does I seem. I mean, there's op- the door is open for some underclassmen more so than it has been right in a couple of years. And if, right. if it's not in a starter role, it's in a one b. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, we'll see, man. That, that, that was more of a teaser for what's to come. And uh, what to anticipate
1: as we head to, uh, I can't wait higher, to, get ground to higher ground. Man. There, there's there's going to be so much to talk about at higher ground this year. I'm excited. I'm You're sad
2: right I'm not going to be able to make as much higher ground as I was last year being downtown. But, man, I can't wait to hear
1: what comes out of higher
0: ground. Oh, yeah. What's the what's the trip from Athens over there? That's got to be
1: about three It's That's a long trip. That's a long it's, it's a, it's a hike. It's hard. It's
2: hard. You could say yeah, at my house ever, next time yeah. you're in
1: you're in Indy. You ever been to you
2: ever been to Albany, Brent? It's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you ever you ever gone from Athens to to West Harrison, Ohio, West or uh, West Harrison, Indiana? It's hard. It's
0: man, hard. you guys, you guys love Bob Huggins, man. That's <laughs> we love making fun of Bob Huggins, Jeff. Oh, I
1: know, I know, I know.
0: But of course, uh football right around the corner. Uh keep keep your eyes, we will have more and more content leading up to that. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up some of the football recruiting news. There's nothing more on that front. Possibly later this week. Could be a big week later this week if, right. if
1: everything uh, gets done.
0: I think if I think the players have already mentioned
1: that their commitment dates right. Um, I don't know if Elzy has. I, it, it's he. All he's really said he's is sometime like, this trip, month. Right? He's been cryptic. I think it could be coming this week.
0: Like when he said back to back with uh,
1: Anthony Brown on Saturday. Uh, At least that's the, that's the date we have for now. Um, Kentucky's not giving up on Anthony Brown. I'll tell you that they are aggressively pursuing the Springfield, Ohio uh, wide receiver.
0: Seen that song and dance aggressively.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, But, hey, Chad, you've you've been in that corner all along, so definitely something to continue to keep an eye out on. Mick did put up a story recently from the 2023 commits and all their uh, conversations and thoughts leading into um, the next step of their offseason and uh, all that. And then, uh, of course, the the final targets from this class and the uh, ICR as well. So go ahead and check those out on Bearcat Journal. Um, aside from that, anything more on
1: Jalen Thompson dropped his top five.
0: Yep. yep. And as uh,
1: expected, it's not, he's in there.
0: It's, it's a mighty top five too.
1: That's a, that's a big top five. Yes, this, per, this
0: program's come a long way. <laughs> it really has. Especially when you see the top five and then you're like, we should, I mean, yeah, they're, they're right in the thick of it. Normally you'd see that top five, like two or three years ago and you'd be like, well, Thanks for mentioning. The- <laughs>
2: <laughs> like an honorable mention. <laughs> right. right.
0: Right. But uh, but yeah, so obviously another one to check out. Um, aside from that, uh, Brady Dragish just recently, Alan True gave him a Mitch Trubisky uh, comparison. And I know, Chad, you hate comparisons, but that's not a terrible one. Uh,
1: uh, if you're a college team, yeah. Like if you're yeah. an NFL team, maybe not as great, but. Mitch Trubisky was pretty good in college, so that, that's that's.
0: If Dronkish went top one. five in the draft, I think we'd all take that in our heartbeat as well. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs>
1: I'm just right. saying, like he hasn't, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't blown up in the NFL, not quite to date, but uh, he's projected uh, to be a starter. True. true.
0: True. That'll be a that'll be some fun games coming up there, uh, but aside from that, let's go ahead and move on to basketball. Uh, the. Mm. Time stamp that one. Bang. Boom. Um, And (laughs) Kathy put it. Oh, that's a good one, Kathy. I agree. Throw it up or no? He could care less.
1: That's not how the saying goes, Kathy. You're always about things being proper. He couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. If he could care less, that means he has less care to give. Couldn't care less.
0: Amen, amen. Uh, so, as far as team news for the basketball team itself, um, not much. I know John Rothstein dropped had, had an interview with Wes. Kind of kind of stuff that we regurgitated a lot here on the pod and different things of that sort. And of course, Rothstein picked the Bearcats to finish third in his um, little projections. Uh, not a bad spot to be in, I don't think. And and also, kind of looking at. Just thumbing through that a little bit kind of shows you that outside of Houston, the AAC is pretty pretty wide open next year, um, and so that's another thing to keep an eye on. Uh, one thing that really piqued my interest though was that out of all the returning players, West pigeonholed uh, Victor Lockin as a player. Well, there. you'd have he, I,
1: I haven't listened to the podcast yet. I don't know that he pigeonholed Victor Lockin.
0: Well, he, he he picked Rob him he said pigeonhole who's right, right. He said, who's one player, <laughs> one player that you would expect the biggest jump from, one returning player that you would expect the biggest jump from heading into next season? And uh, and, and Wes, you know, just mentioned Victor and Obviously, he mentioned all the other players before, and then he touched on the fact that with foreign players, it's kind of a that after year one of playing in the US, that year two, you have a lot of promise and a lot to look for. And uh, I think we've we've heard that sentiment before. And uh, all hopes, man, that that Vic is continue to hit that work in the off and and excited to see what the next step is for Big Vic.
2: Do you think he still feels like he's backpedaling a little bit after the shot he took at Cincinnati? No, he's
1: just in the shot. in the
2: transition from the previous regime. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's more West. I think people just realize how good Wes is um, and how much he's respected across the country and how good the team honestly probably looks on paper right now and um, with with Wes at coach and everything like that. So I'm excited to see kind of what what Vic brings as he – as hopefully our birdies continue to get some more, uh, some more coverage on the open gyms if those do resume again. And then aside from that, I, I mean, shoot, if, if Vic Locken takes a huge step Leading into next season, got a lot of promise. A lot
2: well, we're of not
1: allowed to, so, Sorry, guys. We're not allowed to joke about uh, UCF anymore. And we're no longer allowed to do the it's hard. It's hard joke. So uh, shall uh, it be written? Chat, so shall it be done? Chat, chat, Karen, Kathy has uh, decided. So shall it be written? So shall it be done? Okay. I agree. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Aaron don't you turn your screen off you get back here <laughs> um, yeah I mean we'll see what's going on this week I know a lot of the the TVT guys were getting in town today um, so maybe catch some uh, some open runs with them hopefully they'll get a chance to get together and, and run some open gym with the team. Mm-hmm. We should have uh Corey Blunt,
2: Coriante DeBerry, Shaq Thomas, and I'm forgetting uh, Octavius Ellis on uh pardon punctuation tomorrow night. So yeah,
1: so keep an eye on that.
2: Yeah. That'll
0: be exciting. I and I think I used pigeonholed incorrectly. he he, he selected, he chose. Okay. There we go. I wanted to clarify that. Um, but yeah. It, and
1: Lambing. Uh, yeah. I, I did want to say thanks to everybody that uh, that chipped in uh, for TBT. That that goes to covering all of their travel expenses. What's the uh,
2: current total at, Chad?
1: Uh, right under 2,200, 21, something. Uh, it slowed down. If you'd like to donate, the Bearcat Journal, Venmo, and PayPal is still open. Uh, all you got to do is just send the money to, to Bearcat Journal. Every penny that comes in, uh, I am donating to the TBT. Uh, and if you have a business that wants to match like, uh, like Danco did, uh, hit me up for that as well. Also one of the
2: ideas that we had, uh, for every win that TBT has, if you wanted to donate like a dollar or something along that nature, as they win games, um, that may go a long way as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so good stuff. Thanks Thanks to everybody that, uh, that got involved and and chipped in.
0: TBT should be exciting. One week from today, right? It is uh, yeah six, six p.m. right? So that could be a tune into the TBT and then roll right into the pod.
1: I'll be uh, I'll be in. Unfortunately, I'll be in Augusta, Georgia. Right, right. Or North Augusta, South Carolina, if you okay. want to be technical. Completely technical. Getting, getting some uh, getting some peach jam. There we go. Action. <laughs> You gonna be doing go.
2: doing the BBP from Georgia, Georgia?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna have to leave. It starts the 17th, but um, I think I'm gonna leave on the 17th. Get down there that night, and then I'll be at the uh, I'll be at the Peach Jam on the 18th.
0: Way on that ground in Georgia, yeah. And then also this Saturday is the uh, Xavier game. Cincinnati alumni yeah. game. So, th- another thing to and, file and, away in all the upcoming. The on, Mio's Pizza. Your,
1: yeah, the Mio's Pizza fundraiser 30 minutes after the game.
0: The post game
1: uh, fundraiser. Yeah, so get yourself to Mio's. Oh, I was man. supposed to, to do a meeting with them today, but I got car dealerships, man. You think these people would treat you with some respect after you buy a car from them in hopes that you would be a lifelong customer? I had a, I had a the guy at the service counter at the car dealership today. I went in. So I've been losing like eight pounds of pressure a day in my tire. And I'm like, I've got a... Uh, I got Not an issue good, Bob. Yeah, I got an issue with my tire. That that's why I'm here. And also I'm at 20,000 miles and I like to stay within the warranty, you know, Requirements all
2: of, the, all of the checks on the warranty,
1: yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm at 20,000, so let's get those done. But I'm here because I got a problem with my tire. So, I sit there for two and a half hours, Brett. Two and a half hours, and the guy comes in and he's like, Here's the 500 dollars of work we did, uh, in relation to your requirements. Mm-hmm. And I said, I came here for the tire. What about the tire? And he's like, well, they didn't find anything wrong with your tire. I said, I woke up on Saturday and my tire had gone from 32 pounds of pressure to 16. There's something wrong with my fucking tire. Oh, let, let me, let me go back and take a look at that real quick. He comes back. He goes, oh yeah, there's a, there's a nail in your tire. Over by the sidewall,
2: it's not covered,
1: and we're you know we're gonna have to replace the tire. But that's not the problem, Aaron. Like that happens. Like okay, I gotta get a tire, and then he comes back with, "Well, the guy said, uh, you might as well just go ahead and replace all four tires." Yeah, I've had the car for a year. I don't even have twenty thousand miles on the car. Mm-hmm. Tires are supposed to be good for like six years or 50,000 miles, six years, right. six years. I've had it for one. We drive it. just go ahead and replace all four.
2: We, we drive very differently. I, if I ever had a set of tires
1: last six years, <laughs> but 50,000 miles is the minimum. Like 50,000 miles is when you're supposed to change your tires. Huh? He's trying to get me to change them at 20 after one year. With almost all of the mileage being AAU driving on the highway, going to you know, doing work. Highway like you
2: miles. Guys. Highway miles, yeah.
1: My you tires are fine.
2: You took that car to, to Houston or to Dallas.
1: I took it to Dallas. I'm taking it to Beach Jam. I'm taking it yeah. to Atlanta. I'm taking it to Fort Wayne. Yeah. I should have gone to Danco. I should I should have.
0: <laughs> you know the funny thing is though, I, I am such a sucker because I I don't know much of anything about cars, so
1: I don't really either. But like I know tires last for more than a year,
0: right? Well, for me, I go into a place and I'm like, I'm like, yo, the lights on, what's going on? And they could come back and tell me like I need a whole new engine, and I, and I might be like, all right, fine. You need, you need to change change yeah. your turn signal fluid. Let's right. get a whole engine. <laughs> no, I. But but it's gotten to the point where I walk in, and I tell the guy immediately. I'm like I'm like, yo, listen, I don't know anything about cars. Just please, no, like, no, don't no, don't ever say him. that. Don't jute me. No, I no, I become friends with him. You know. No, then, you're you're red no, flag. No, you don't. You're no, red I flag do. is selling and then, everything. And then I go back, and then I go back to work, and I talk to my car buddy, and he said, okay, let's go back, and then I take him with me, and then we talk to the guy. I'm so. Right.
1: Don't ever walk in and say, "Hey, I don't know anything about I don't know anything about cars. Can somebody help me out?"
0: You got you hey, you got I'm to create to a little relationship, 10. man. You know, I I got to tell him I can help him if you help me, I help you type thing. Then I it just it, uh,
1: love it
2: ends when working Mike Bone out. makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> it ends up working out. But uh
1: I don't know how Mike Bone made an appearance all the way from Manhattan Beach on this podcast. But... I don't
2: I don't I don't know how to timestamp this other than Chad's had Car Chad,
1: I gotta go car. back tomorrow. They didn't even have the tires. <laughs> what what the was summer. the whole? Well, what was the whole point of the
2: story though? Is it because you missed today this this meeting with Mios. We, let's
1: go back to that. Okay. Well, now I can't meet with them tomorrow either because they gotta go get the tire. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking up my business. <sighs>
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I went in because I had some tire leaking going on too. You know. And uh, they told me that I need all four tires new. And I said, all right, let's get all four new. So, yes, I, I I feel your pain. But to be completely honest with you, I have no idea how long I had the previous tires. But we'll move on. Um, you would know
1: of, if you got them a year. Like, if you got them last summer, you would know. True, true. That's $1,000 for new tires.
2: I don't think I got them last summer. Easy come, easy know. go for this guy,
1: Chad. Yeah, he's so fucking rich.
2: <laughs> nah,
0: quite quite the contrary. But um, <laughs> anyway, the another thing that that Wes mentioned today on that interview with Ross, and it was it like I said, it's pretty much all things we've mentioned before. Uh, but another thing was the fact that West mentioned we have a lot of depth that we didn't have last season, and depth with length and the ability to play multiple positions defensively and offensively. So, Chad, you were at. On, on the circuit, again, you were able to see one of those upcoming players that brings that similar length and an ability to play different positions and, and defend multiple positions. How would you wrap up the weekend that Rayvon Griffith had? Uh,
1: you know, I like to keep it honest with you. I didn't think he had a great week. I thought he was okay. Um, I thought he had flashes of, like like, what he can do. Um, I think Ray's really hard on himself. I think he allowed himself to get frustrated. Kathy, get out. Jesus Christ. It's a podcast. We talk about all kinds of things. Anyhow, um, I think he gets frustrated with himself when he's not at the top of his game. Um... And I think he that like that pressure kind of got to him a little bit this week. I think they, um, I think they did a good job resetting him. Like they, they sat him, uh, at the start of the game on Saturday. And then he came off the bench and was kind of recharged and, and was getting back to being himself and being aggressive. Um, sometimes you're just getting a little bit of a, You know, you you play that first game, and apparently he was was okay in the first game of the weekend, but he he wasn't knocking down his jump shot. Something that gets in your head, you start thinking about it, you start putting the pressure on yourself to be perfect. In the second game, he really struggled. I think he was like, what, two for ten, missed missed some threes. Uh, The only two baskets were two run-out transition dunks. Um. And he sat there for a while, like, behind the bench after the game, just kind of, like, staring off into the distance. You could tell he was really frustrated with himself. Right. Um, but it's good to see him. Like, you got to work through that, man. That's that's. It's part of basketball. Not everything is going to click for you, especially in these settings mm-hmm. uh, at all times. So – um to see him bounce back Saturday like I heard that he did I wasn't there I was on the road back to Cincinnati um but you know it, it, it's good to see him kind of going through um that 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 maturation process
0: uh, so tell me if if my thought process when it comes to Ray Bond is Little little off schedule. Uh, I'm I'm at the point where I I've watched so many Ravon highlights and I have read so many Ravon stories to the point where I know what a good Ravon is and I know you know what the Bearcats are getting in Ravon to the point where when he has a great game it's like awesome yes that's that's the Ravon but when he has a couple of off games or you know a a tough night or whatnot I don't necessarily dismiss it but I don't let it change my viewpoint at all. Is that kind of in this point of his career, his um, own career, where that's a little off base still, or is that...
1: No, I mean, I think that's fair. Like, he's been on the, the national scene for so long, and I think he had kind of a, um, a, a pretty transformative spring where he was really consistent this spring, and he was really good. Um, I, I think it's gotten to the point with him... Uh, that that you know who he is, you know what his abilities are, so you don't necessarily like panic if he has a couple off games, right? Um, you know the effort is still there. I I just honestly, I it felt almost like for a couple games this weekend he he wasn't having fun. Did you see okay. that,
4: Aaron?
1: <laughs> um, and and he's a guy that. I think thrives on like playing with that smile on his face, you know, playing, playing with a lot of joy. Um, and it, it didn't felt like it didn't feel like early this week that he, that he was, and then he got back to it. And once he got back to it, guess what? He played better. I like, it's amazing how that works. Right.
2: Yeah. Really? I, I mean, we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but I mean, like, every game doesn't have to be the best game
1: of their careers, right? Like every game's not going to be the best game of their career, right? Like this is bordering on our, our nightcap topic for tonight that I sent you yesterday. Right. So I'm trying not to get too
2: too far in the weeds on it, but.
1: I agree with it in some respects and I disagree with it in some respects. uh, The statement that was made. So. Catch the nightcap tonight, and we'll we'll expand on that. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I did get a a good look. I've seen Delquan Warren before. Uh, I did get a better eval on him this week. Um, I get why the staff loves him. He is super competitive. Like, that kid wants to win. Like, his life depends on it. And I guess in a lot of ways for him, probably it does, right? Like, so um, he's visited campus. They have offered after watching him early this week. I know the staff loves him. I know Roberts and and Wes are both really, really high on him. Um, So we'll see as that kind of evolves. But, man, point guard in 2024 is – there's a lot of dudes – available at point guard in 2024 that i think it's going to be interesting
0: absolutely i i mean obviously you mentioned one of them um yeah i mean that the longer list seems pretty far uh for the 2024 but uh sure. one player that was that was pretty interesting that uh you had a, a slight mention that the words floating out there that he might be able to reclassify to 2023 don't want to put that completely Shh, stamp it that's a that's,
1: yeah that's secret don't, Circle don't. The trust. Brent. Circle of trust. Shh. Oh, okay. So we, we don't want everybody to know that. We just shh. Shh. well, whoever. <laughs> we... I, okay. it, I'm joking.
2: Brent. It's a, not, it's fine. a stick, Brent.
0: I'm not talking schnick. about Sam Start surreal. I'm not talking about, him. If I was <laughs> talking about him. If I was talking about him, Chad, what uh, can you say that you that. His game. He's large. Defod, man. His he's, game.
1: he's large. He's a shot blocker. He's a rim runner. Um, he's there's a reason he's number 21 in the 2024 composite. Um, very talented big man. Uh, they have some ties there. So that's a, uh, that's a name to add to the board in 2024. And there is, you know, some possibility that, that down the road, uh, you could see him in the 2023 class. If, you know, he handles things, handles his business. But, uh, yeah, five-star big men are good. And uh, I I love Flory Badunga.
0: Yeah, that was the next name I was going to bring
1: up. Oh, my gosh. He's so good, man. I think I would have him number one in the class of
0: 2024. I think that's being tossed around out there, actually.
1: Defensively, he changes everything. I mean, if he doesn't block your shot, he changes it. Like, if you if you get within 15 feet of the rim when you're playing against him, you are wondering where he's at at all times. Like, I, I really – I honestly believe he, he's top five in that class, and he might not be 4-3-2. Like, I, I just – he can score – He's got touch with his right hand and his left hand on his hook shot. He has a bounce from flat-footed that you just don't see. Like, his timing is unbelievable. Uh, I didn't see Paige this week, Sam. I will see him at Peach Channel. Uh He plays on the Nike circuit. So there'll be a lot more next week. One, because I'm going to be there for like five days. Um, be Four days. I think four days. Whatever. Um, but uh I'll have a lot more in Arrington Page next week. Uh but I, I just Flory man, I said it, I, I told you the first time I saw him, Brent, when we talked about him. Yep. And and it is, he's gotten that's the scary thing about Florey Badunga. Right. Who is a 2024 big man? Uh he's from Africa. just playing, playing in he's playing in Kokomo, Indiana. He's only been playing basketball for a year. And every time you see him, he is significantly better than the last time you see him. And he he is, when you talk about these, the, the African kids, the one thing that they almost always struggle with is feel for the game, right? Because they just haven't played the game their whole lives. So they're still learning the nuance and the, like how basketball works this kid has picked it up as fast as anybody I've ever seen. Like he looks like he's been playing his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um it's complicated in terms of his recruitment. We'll see how that plays out over the next 12 months or so when we get to this point next year. But my God, is he good? My God, is he good?
0: Yeah. I I mean he he took Indiana High School basketball by storm this past season. He's only going to continue to sweep it up i mean he he's matched up with xavier booker numerous times so far this summer
1: and and he's been better than xavier booker when they've matched up and right. xavier booker is a top five player in the 2023 class
0: yep. fourth right. in the 2023 class so when you when you put up that type of game against that
1: then and he dominated nba players camp like number mm-hmm. one in field goal percentage it was on a large number of shots they played five games he had like 34 shots or whatever. Um, he shot 70 plus percent from the floor. He blocked shots. He rebound. I mean, this kid is something like, it's not, it's not often I make a kid appointment viewing. Right. When I'm on the road, like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to watch that kid play. Uh, Uh and, and, and when I've got a chance, I'm going to watch Flory Badunga play because it is potentially like watching a a unicorn
0: there you go and uh there's nothing more that nba scouts and now it's trickling heavily down to the college ranks there's nothing that the coaches and scouts like more than the quote unquote unicorn so um definitely a name to look out for one that's going to have a long list but like you said Every recruitment has certain things here and there, and if you're able to figure those things out, then you could be right there in the forefront. So,
1: um, Mike Roberts is key in this one because Mike Roberts is heavily connected in the state of Indiana, and Flory is playing his high school ball in the state of Indiana. Mike Roberts is connected to the right people in that recruitment. It's worth keeping an eye on.
0: And I can tell you that he's blowing up, in, obviously, in the state of Indiana. So the Indiana college teams are coming around pretty quickly on him as well. So we'll see kind of how the chips fall. But um, definitely one to keep an eye on. Chad, I don't think you'd mentioned it this much. If it, if it was one that was just kind of a uh, in one ear out the other one. So um, keep an eye on that one. But aside from that, any further players that we need to just touch on real quick before we wrap this up and head to the
1: uh, uh, mailbag? Travis Perry is is worth it. Yeah. Uh, uh, six foot one, uh, point guard out of Lyon County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very talented. Um, you always worry like with those, those guys that are a little bit undersized, uh, with their reputation as a shooter, do they have enough athleticism enough versatility in their game? Um, I think it's going to be a challenge for him. Right handling some of that length at the next level. Like it it was uh, when I watched him against a really good 16 and under Atlanta Celtics team. Those were the two best teams I thought uh, in the 16 division Mm -hmm. at Adidas Um, and the Atlanta Celtics guards gave him some problems, but he still hit shots. Uh, He still made plays for his team. Uh, the, The hard part with Perry is He's playing on a team that his best role is playing off the ball um, because they have another really good point guard, but that point guard doesn't have the same type of scoring punch that Perry has as a combo guard, right? Right. So they play the other kid a point guard and Perry plays off the ball. So you didn't get to see a ton of him uh, in terms of playing just strictly a point guard position. So I I think that's going to be interesting for him. Now, he took his high school team, which Lyon County is a very, very small rural high school in Kentucky, and took them on a run uh, in the Sweet 16 at Rupp Arena. Uh, I think he said they hadn't made the Sweet 16 in like 70 years. Um, So he's got that type of like star power to him. Um, But when they – you know, you're not playing – a group of all-stars like you are on the AAU circuit that give you a better look uh, at what things look like in the future. So he's definitely a high major guard. It's just a matter of uh, making the read on what level um, Kentucky has offered. He's from rural Kentucky. Now he told me that, you know, it's not an instant that just because Kentucky offered, he's going to go to Kentucky, but Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. Uh, will Collier be healthy for the high school season? I believe so, but I I'm not a doctor, nor did I stay at a Holiday and Express last night, so uh, he is expected to, but I don't know the specifics of how his uh, his knee situation is is recovering so far. So uh, I don't have a specific answer for that, Sam. I think he will be. Um, I don't think Cincinnati would mind if he sat out for a while. <laughs>
0: Precisely. Um, anything else there? Wrap this one up.
1: No, I think that's. I think we're good. Uh, just with the the basics on uh, this weekend in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I, I the the summer stuff really frustrates me, Brent. Right. Okay. Because like Adidas, they have a they had a, the tournament was over five days. Right. Right. The teams only play five games over those five days.
0: They aren't doing the two or three in one day anymore. You're
1: supposed to be allowed to have two games in a day. Right. But for whatever reason, the way Adidas did things, Hmm. uh, each team basically played one game a day. And at an AAU event, when you're there to like watch and and see as many reps from a kid, you know, get a kid on the court as much as you can to see what, I, I don't hate it from the kid's standpoint because yeah. I think like you know you play seven or eight games in a weekend, like your legs are pretty cooked. Um but from a evaluation standpoint, like it, it, you get to see the kid one time a day and then right. you know you, you're scrambling for other stuff to watch, which you you get a lot of a lot of different looks, but uh I'd I like to, you know. Maybe mix it up and have like every other day you play two games, something yeah. like that. <laughs> that would That's probably selfish. work out for everyone and yeah. attendance. It's well, selfish well, for me.
0: Well, but I no, I think some of my buddies that that used to be on the circuit, you know, way back in the day when it, when it was multiple multiple games and a you know each day throughout a weekend, they kind of flipped the switch and and that was well, their they mindset played, heading into they
1: play three or four games a day, right? Like the right. way the rules used to be,
0: but that was their mindset going into it. They were like excited for it because they knew yeah. that was what it was going to be and a quick turnaround where if you had a bad game turn around you can have a good one the very next game
1: well like that that india elite 16 and under team yeah. they were in like the top bracket so they were playing a game at like 9 30 10 o'clock in the morning right and then they weren't playing again until tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> that, that's just like would not like that at on. all yeah no at all now then you've got a team of you know, sixteen-year-olds—they're they're high school sophomores going into their junior year—and mm-hmm. you have to kill all day in Rock Hill, South Carolina, with a bunch of sixteen-year-olds. Like, I'm sure they would much rather be at the gym, yeah, like, like playing.
0: Right. I completely agree, That's Aaron. <laughs> I think five I minutes. Can't, think is can't up. comments. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Timestamp basketball recruiting 147,
1: roughly.
2: There we go. What? This just been a weird episode.
0: Well, we're we're almost at the end of it, Aaron. We, can we are.
2: It's mailbag time. There we go. All right. Um <laughs> Uh, can we have Mick on for a 2024 guys to watch pod? Uh, this is the football portion of the mailbag. No. Uh, can you give away? Too, <laughs> can you give away too early win loss record for the Bearcats this season? I have the Cats ten for ten and two with a loss to Arkansas and Houston in the conference championship game.
1: Um, it's hard, it, it's difficult to do without like fully breaking down each game and each, each situation. Um, I, I think 10, well, it, it, so you did this wrong, Bearcat fan, 1986, because if you're adding the Houston game, that's game 13. So they would have to be 11 and two. With the loss to Arkansas and Houston in the conference championship. I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, I think you know, Arkansas, we know, is um is favored in that game by about yeah. a touchdown. That's that's where it's been. Um, I think that's probably about right playing at Arkansas first game of the year. If they no go to, Ritter. If they
2: go into Arkansas and upset, though, this whole season turns upside down, and all of a sudden, I think all of us are way more hyped for the season to come.
1: Well, but then then you get into this, Aaron. Think about how difficult last season the expectations were for this team mm-hmm. with a team full of veteran leaders mm-hmm. that had been leading for a while and you still hit that patch in the middle Navy. Where there were a couple games that Tulane yeah. they had control but but could have gotten funky late and cause problems. Yeah. So, do they have the leadership in place if they win that Arkansas game to to run out 12 and 0 again and then, you know, play the conference championship game and 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 deal with Houston? Um I don't know. Like I I I don't think we see this team go undefeated. They win Arkansas, it does it does change the narrative substantially because I think we're all looking at that game and going, I mean, that's going to be tough, really difficult for this team to go in to Fayetteville and beat a, an Arkansas team with a outstanding, with an outstanding quarterback. And yeah, Arkansas lost a lot from last year as well, but they're at home, like everything points to Arkansas right now. If you want to be you finally, stand,
2: if you want I mean, to be taken I, look, if you want to be taken seriously though, as you know, people continue to say, SEC, you know, the, the AAC doesn't hold a candle to the SEC. We know that that's been the narrative for years and years and years. But if you want yeah. to be taken seriously, like you go in, and even if you win by a point, I think that's a huge, huge, huge win.
1: Yeah. Um. I. I don't know i think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see exactly like where that where that plays out how that plays out with week one um but here here's the other thing in terms of houston do we really think Dana Holmgren is gonna beat Luke Fickle
2: it's a fantastic question.
0: I mean, I think they could they could be undefeated and be the home team, which would be the only way that I think they would have a fighting chance. Is if Cincinnati did drop to Arkansas in Week One. I don't think. I I mean, I'm wearing the rose colored glasses still. I I mean, I think if they beat Arkansas, they're they're winning out um, until and, and even in the AEC championship game, even the- if it's at Houston.
2: In the way too early projections, uh, Vegas has Arkansas favored by seven, and ESPN's uh, Football Power Index has Arkansas favored fifty nine point six percent to Cincinnati's forty point four. Which, like you hear those numbers, and that's
0: with a bona fide known starter at quarterback for Arkansas and a home field advantage against an unknown starter at quarterback. Correct. In a road team in Cincinnati, so Fickle's
2: getting a lot of respect in that one.
0: Right, right, and and so I and like you said, Vegas knows I, and that's a very early, early projection. Sure, um, but I mean, Vegas, Vegas is Vegas for a reason. So, um, I mean, read into that as you will. I I think it's a it's a very favor- favorable line for the Bearcats at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess with that, I, here's my question. Like, or here's my my statement on that. If if I'm picking right now, I'm I'm probably saying Houston is the favorite going into the season because they have the the veteran quarterback that's played a thousand games. Like they they're having their des situation with Clayton Tune uh, in 2022. But that's looking at a Cincinnati program that how different do they look 13 games later Right. when a quarterback has established themselves? And now maybe they're not on even footing, but they're on a more even footing if Cincinnati is in the championship game and playing for a title. And now I have to answer the question, who do I pick to win a game? Luke Fickle? Or Dana Holgerson. I'm always picking Luke Fickle. Oh, easily. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want, you Thank guys want to hear something funny? What's that? Uh, apparently, you know, we joked last year uh, mm-hmm. that that we weren't there that that we weren't going to be invited to do the preseason thing again. Yeah. Were you invited? No, I don't think so. I guess I guess Mo was talking today about um sending in his picks for the uh the the media uh selection of teams. Mm-hmm. And I guess we were right and that they uh they weren't real happy with us picking names out of a hat last year.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. There we go. But also Vegas has Cincinnati as favorite in the AAC as of right now as well. So just another thing to, to throw Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, hard to pick against a team that finished in the playoff last year. Sorry. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so that was the football portion of the mailbag. We have moved on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Good Lord. Uh, I know there hasn't been much talk of the following in-state unsigned kids in UC, but with the transfer portal live and well, I was wondering if the staff has communicated with any of these all-ohio AAU kids. Also, where do you think each will end up? Devin Royal, Daylon Swain, Laurent Rice. Uh,
1: they have they have stayed in communication with Daylon Swain. I, I just don't know if they're going to take another wing. Um they have at times talked about him as a point guard. So if things fall through with Collier, like maybe you could see uh an emphasis put back on Swain at that point in time. Um he's young though, man. Like he he's either 16 or just turned 17. Mm-hmm. So you you're, you're going to be talking about a young kid coming in on a team that doesn't that might not potentially have like a veteran point guard. So um I I don't want to talk poorly about kids. I I don't think, how do I I say this properly? I don't think Laurent Rice is uh, a high major point guard. He's really good in the open court. I think he has some positives, but I don't see him as like, at this point from what I've seen from him, I don't see him as a guy that's going to run a, a high major program at point guard. So it does um,
0: he need to be a point guard. Do you think at the next level?
1: Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of scoring pop in the half court. The mm. like guy, he's a guy that you hit the ball needs to be in his hands, but I, I'm not, I'm not as high on him as a lot of people are. I, I think that has played out over the spring and summer. Okay. Royal Royals outstanding. Um, I think Cincinnati went with Ray uh as their pick of wings in this 2023 class. Um Michigan State and Ohio State seem to have the most juice there, uh, which that's gonna be an uphill battle to win either way. I know Xavier is is fighting very hard in that one as well. Um I like him a lot. I think he is he's going to be one of those kids that is a really Really good college player. He's a little undersized. I don't know what his future is as like an NBA prospect, but I think he's going to be a kid that that is excellent at the the collegiate level. All right.
0: Real big Lambig did say any worries about keeping the home game winning streak alive. I don't see any tough.
1: Who's going to beat Cincinnati in Nevada?
0: Yeah, I don't see any tough home games for Cincy. So. IPF no. renderings
1: coming soon. I, I Sam, I have no idea. I've heard they're coming soon for a while, and and we don't have them yet. So, I sure. I I think they're coming soon, but I don't know when. I have no clue on when. Okay.
2: If Utah joins the Big Twelve, what is your over under on combined Mike Saunders Gabe Madsen points for their Shoemaker Revenge game in 24 twenty four twenty five? I would set the over under
1: at ten. I'll take combined. Eight. Yeah, 8. i 8. <laughs>
0: uh, 13. Always the optimist. I mean, they're going to be the, like, the leading scores on the team at that
2: point. Disagree. Uh, one of Chad's favorite the better questions... players on the team, if you will. I mean, sorry, I don't know Utah's roster, but I just know what I've seen. Uh, one of Chad's favorite questions this time of year. Any indication when the non-conference schedule will be finalized
1: and released? <laughs> no. August, September, sometime in there.
2: And have you heard any rumors on what the 23 MTE will be? No. With Finney and DeJulius and Zikpe and Nolly with years of D1 experience, how does West balance playing time for seven to eight other guys? Will there be a stylistic change with 90 feet of fast-paced full-court pressure and frequent subbing, or will things settle in by conference season to the usual eight-to-nine-man rotation?
1: Well, he played – 10 11 guys pretty much throughout the entire year last year, and they didn't press. I think if, if this te- Wes wants to press, if this team can press, he will press. Um, if not, then they'll still play 10 11 12 guys like th- that's that's who he is, that's who he's wanted to be. Um, they, he has talked about, he wants to have guys in the, uh, 27, 28 minute range. He doesn't like pushing guys up 32, 35 minutes. Doesn't feel that they're fresh. So I, I I think you'll still see a lot of guys playing. Um, but you know time will tell on that. Um, you know, I, I think Mike Adams Woods is gonna have something to say about the point guard position. I think he's having from what I've heard a a really good summer, from what I've seen, a really good summer. Um DeJulius and Nali are gonna play a lot. Um Ezekpe, uh that's gonna be interesting how the big man stuff shakes out. Because there's just a lot of unknown, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: in, in terms of Not only what happens at the five, but the logjam of guys that are capable of playing the four. Um, Because if exec pay gets shut out of minutes at the four, right? Like, let's say JD plays the four. Hensley takes a jump. Nolly can play some four. Reed. Vic. Then then, Vic's not going to play the four this year. Okay. I, I would be surprised if Vic plays them. The reason Vic played some four last year.
0: Adele and Cobal.
1: Yeah. yeah like, those guys were eating the minutes, most of the minutes at the five. They're gone. Vic's going to be a five this year. I don't see him playing a whole lot of minutes at the four, uh, if any. Um, now, Aaron, you know, there's the – we I, I thought Vic and Odie played pretty well together when they were on the floor together last year. Um but Odie played more of the five, and Vic played the four in those situations. So maybe there's some stuff like that. I'm not saying Vic is is out at the four. Yeah, just some saying, switches. Yeah, I'm saying a majority of his minutes uh, will probably be at the five. How do you balance the seven or eight guys? You, you tell them go win a job, go go get it done in practice, and and show that we can't keep you off the floor.
0: Iron sharpens iron there too. Pretty crazy. Very very
2: deep. Very deep. Fe squared. Uh, first off, thanks for great content. My question is with the with all the conference realignment. Could the basketball only conferences be in trouble if there ends up being four super conferences? I could see them signing conference challenge deals and twenty game schedules, which crush the
1: basketball only conferences. What are your thoughts? Um. There, there's definitely a potential that like buy games are in trouble, and buy games are what support these smaller basketball-only leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I will say, though, it is not crazy expensive like it is in football to run a basketball program. You can run a basketball program now. You're going you're going to struggle, but you can run a basketball program on a couple million. Um, but they're not getting any money from their TV deals. And if you take away a couple of those buy games a year, that makes the margin really thin. Like that makes the cut line really thin for some of these smaller, like basketball only leagues. Um, The big East in this, this scenario is fascinating to me because they should still be able to be viable at what I think the new Big East deal has them at seven or eight million dollars a year per school. Yeah. Um, They still should be able to remain viable at that number, but man, like if you're talking the SEC and Big Ten have a hundred million dollars a year, where they can just they can just choke off twenty five million, right? That's, that's our basketball. Like, this $25 million is is to keep basketball afloat. That's, you know, three and a half times the money that the Big East is making. And how much weight does the Big East carry if, if Villanova slides a little bit? And isn't Jay Wright Villanova? Like, the Big East name is always going to carry weight, especially in the Northeast.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But the money is going to be significantly lower than, than than the elite teams that they're competing with. And the exposure is not going to be the same. And you don't have that like alpha that's carrying the conference. If Villanova slips a little bit, does somebody step up into that? But even if somebody like, like kind of steps up into that, we're talking about Villanova was just winning titles like every two or three years. Yeah. Is there a big East team that's going to do that? So the money aspect in the big East, the commitment aspect in the big East is really interesting because they know they're playing with an, a disadvantage. they played with that disadvantage, you know, when they decided that they were going to be a basketball only conference. If you don't have football, you're not driving the massive revenues, but you're also not spending the massive amount that it takes to run a football program. Mm-hmm. So it can be done, but I it's I really want to see like two, three, four years from now, if they continue, because let's face it, that conference has struggled in the tournament, at, if your name's not Villanova, since the new Big East was formed. If they continue to see a bunch of first and second round exits, you know, and Creighton can't get over the hump, and Providence can't get over the hump, and and Seton Hall with Shaheen Holloway, you know, continues to struggle to get over the hump. Like
0: Marquette, yeah, yeah I,
1: Marquette, be... Marquette's got every resource in the world. Yeah, like that school is all fucking in on basketball, yep. and they they haven't been able to get over the hump. Just I'm not a big Shaka guy, like I. So we'll see. It, it, it's fascinating. But the, the mid-majors, I don't think it changes a ton, but it does need to be like duly noted that they use a lot of that money that they get to uh to cover their expenses. And if the buy games drop and they drop, you know, a couple of those hundred and twenty thousand dollar buy games, then their books get a little crooked.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, UConn has so much confidence in the Big East that they are recruiting football, saying that they're going to be in the ACC in a couple of years. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> um, and then we have the last portion of the mailbag, which is the the banks, baby. the, the, the banks here. Um, the visit banks. Skins, fancy meeting you, you gents here. Commencing rapid fire. Who has the better mustache, Sam Elliott or Brady? Uh, it was always Sam Elliott, uh, but Brady no longer has the mustache.
0: So that's an easy, easy answer. Kind of a
2: moot point, right? Um, buffet, yay or
0: nay? I does that is, does it say buffet or buffet?
2: It says buffet, but i I think I think we're going buffet. We're going. We, we can do both. Let's do both. Do, we can do both. I like both. I like both. How about you? Buffet. Yeah, you're not. Post-COVID, I don't know that I want to eat in a buffet. I think it just made me question everything. Not that (laughs) I'm completely out here scared of COVID or anything these days. But, um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about just everyone going into a free-for-all on a buffet. I think I'd just rather order what I want to order. And if I want other things, then I'll I'll order other things.
1: I think there's been a shift. Like, if you look at Vegas, like, they've shifted the buffet game. Uh, to cater to like the COVID, like they they have people taking care of handing you the flight. So one person is in charge of it. So everybody just doesn't have their grubby paws in there. Um, I got violent food poisoning from a golden corral one time. I don't know Um, the golden corral survived the. Yeah, they're in trouble. I don't don't know that they're still around. I, I have not driven past an open golden corral since COVID. But just buffet in general. Yeah. Buffets are generally pretty low-end. Like, if you give me a, a Vegas high-end buffet, I'll take that. But a, a buffet you're going to find in Cincinnati, not nah,
2: man. Uh Buffet, yay or nay, Brent? Well, buffet, yay for me. Okay. Um,
1: but like you said, of Chad, course.
0: I'm not going <laughs> to a Golden Corral. I'm not going to do a Golden Corral. There's a place called The Journey. Very good in Indy. It's a good buffet. And Pizza Buffet, I'm okay with that as well. Buffet.
1: Pizza buffet. Pizza buffet. That's, that's a, that's its own category, right? Pizza because, Hut
2: buffet was the best thing about pizza hut in like in right. dining pizza hut. Yeah.
1: yeah. I get myself a big old
0: salad and then like eight pieces of pizza. So I'm yeah. telling myself I'm eating healthy, but and then I'm like slamming pizza down too. So
1: pizza buffets. I'm in. Yeah.
0: Okay. Exactly. And then buff, <laughs> Buffet. Hell yeah. Great concert. Unbelievable! I I once fell asleep and I woke up and there was a bunch of like McDonald's wrappers all over the place at my buddy's house. I was like, "What the hell happened last night?" He's like, "Well, you you literally bought like every single thing on the menu at at McDonald's after the Buffett concert." And I was like, "All right, fair." So uh, Buffett concert, yes, Buffett, yay. Uh,
2: so my grandfather owned a. I, I'm, this is gonna be a quick story, but my grandfather owned a Dairy Queen in the uh, in the Keys, and a man walks into his Dairy Queen and uh has a parrot on his shoulder and my grandpa says uh sir you can't have that parrot in my restaurant and the guy says do you even know who I am and at this point my grandfather's upset because it it violates all of the health codes having an animal in the restaurant (laughs) at that point in time and my grandfather's like I I I don't care who you are get the hell out of my restaurant and take that bird with you and he kicked (sighs) me Buffett out of his Dairy Queen
0: It was 5 o'clock down there, probably. So
2: I'm going to side with my grandfather and say uh, no go on Jimmy Buffett. Oh, man. Oh, man.
1: So I don't mind Buffett music. I used to, back in my uh, radio promotion days, I used to have to work the Buffett concert every year. Mm -hmm. And when you work a concert for a radio station at Riverbend, once you pull in inside the gates... You cannot leave until the last person has left.
0: Oh, and they're just camping out.
1: Well, like you like until they exit the the like the, the front gates, like where you you know show your ticket, whatever.
0: Okay. So, so the then venue you itself.
1: Okay. So then you couldn't get out of the parking lot for an hour and a half. Yep. Because everybody got to leave before you. So that put me out on Buffett. Now I will say there was one time, and this is a long time ago,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that there was, uh, I, I was in my mid twenties and there was a, a woman that would probably identify as a cougar Ooh. at that point in time. That that came up to us as we were like, we were breaking down the tent and putting the tent back in the van. Um, mm-hmm. And, and she informed me that if uh, I could get her backstage, she would take me in the back of the van and do unspeakable things to me. Oh, Zach man. Wilson would have been all in. And, okay. Well, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I do not have the power to get you backstage because I'm 25 years old and I work in promotions at a radio station. Bam. <laughs> but if you want to go into the back of the van – Anyway, like yeah, that guy, that guy, that was the guy right there. That was the guy that that she offered to take me in the back of the van and do unspeakable things to me.
0: I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Just wait right here. Don't
1: worry. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, come Monday, it'll be our. I like Buffett. Right to the beach.
2: Brent uh, Duncan or Tim Hortons. Duncan. Duncan. I've been to Tim Hortons enough. Yeah, Duncan.
1: Duncan's uh, sausage, egg, and cheese croissant is phenomenal. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good.
2: All, All right, keep it up.
1: Um,
2: Zach Jones says, "With my subscription to Bearcat Journal, I now get Paramount Plus for free. Thanks, boys. I've been watching a ton of Bar Rescue on it before bed. So here's my question to y'all: Worst bar you've ever been to in your life could be for any Ooh. reason, like it being dirty, good. full of jerks, etc.
1: Worst bar ever." I tend to block the bad stuff from my brain. Like I don't Same. dwell on the bad. but I'm sure there's been a million that I've been like, uh, this ain't really my, this ain't right. my scene.
2: I I think there's something about the bad bars that always makes them good though, right? Like yeah, yeah. The, whole, the hole in the walls that have like the random money. Well, that night. depends on
1: what you're what you're calling bad, right? Right. Yeah. I love the hole in the walls. I don't consider those bad. Like,
2: look, as long as they have cold beer, I've always found right. something to, to be okay with at a bar. Like, Give me a okay. cold
0: drink and some good people, I'll
1: be fine. So I'll go with one, just because. Like, it stunk. Like it, the smell <laughs> of like vomit and urine yeah. at the old Blue Note was awful. Oh, well, and I had to work there every Thursday night. Um. There was a band that played there every Thursday night, named Denial, and one of the members of Denial worked at the radio station I was working at at the time. So it was it was like me and Jimmy the Weasel every Thursday night at the Blue Note. Uh, it's it smelled so bad that I it just was like it, it made you dread. Now we had a lot of fun. <laughs> But that, that that place needed to go. They they needed a, a new institution for that, which I guess they have now in Hamilton. Like there's a new blue note. Huh.
0: There there was a place in Milford back in the day that we would go to as a family. We we called it the Pink Flamingo. I don't know if that's the name of it or not, but uh we would get home and, and I mean we loved it. There was nothing wrong with the bar itself, but when we got home, our my parents would make us all just like strip down because our clothes would just reek cigarettes and they'd wash our clothes immediately and we'd we all could just take a shower and change. So
1: you had to take a shower and change at the end of the night. Yeah. That's that's after after a night of drinking?
2: No, I was I was a kid.
1: <laughs> oh okay.
2: We were all kids. Um <laughs> uh, I guess I guess if I had to pick one what was that one that was
1: on the barge? Oh yeah. That yeah. one was awful. The Hippopotamus watering hole. I don't know. What was the name Wait, of it?
0: The one that would bring you across the water from Newport?
1: No, the oh I no, you no 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 the one that we had to walk to landing.
0: Yeah, you had to walk across a bridge. Um
2: I can't remember the name of it.
0: The one that started drifting away and what's his face saved it?
2: No, not that one either.
0: Collinsworth saved it from drifting away. I don't away. think that was it. I don't know.
2: It was awful. It's of no matter. That was I guess that was it for me. Um, and then to fi- finish it up, how many Texas Roadhouse rolls could you eat
1: in an hour? At least I, I I'd go with Brady. At least I could do twelve. I, like say I think 10. I could do twelve. I'm going ten. Four, four ba- like three baskets. I think I could do three baskets as long as you got the butter to like change up the taste. Right. Like I could, I could probably do twelve.
0: Hour's a long time. Keep the water rolling. I, I think I could do it. Fifteen
2: to twenty. I think whatever you get in the first half hour is going to cash you out because those are good
1: for filling. Yeah, they yeah, fill but they're going to expand. Like once they're once they're in your gut, they're going to totally expand.
0: And <laughs> go ahead. I think there was a video someone like because I looked it up real quick. Someone like set a record for most Texas Roadhouse rolls eaten, and then the wait waitress had to cut them off or something like that. It was like a college video type thing, like how to eat on a budget and just go to Texas Roadhouse and
2: get drinks and endless roles. So it's a way All to right. do it. It's a way to do it. <laughs> That's the mailbag. Uh, last question I see though in the chat, um, did we touch on the SEC shorts?
1: It was funny. They're yes. always funny. Those people are good. Like yeah, they gave Cincinnati their proper respect since they were, they were holding auditions for the SEC. Yep. I and mean, he was like, uh, we've been in the playoff uh, more recently than 11 SEC schools. More and, times. Uh, Yeah, more times than eleven SEC schools, and we should get in. And the The Duke one
0: was the best.
1: Yeah, the Duke one was funny.
0: We, I I literally have Vanderbilt sitting right next to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have you. You're right here. Hilarious! Hilarious! Those those guys do great great work with that. So I I always get a kick out of them.
0: And I thought the uh, the tweet the meme was funny on. Friday? What was it? The Toy Story one? It's like, you know, Buzz, you're passing the Big Twelve, and it's like, we're not going we're...
2: for the Big Twelve,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That was good. It was good. Always.
0: Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty more on that front leading up until uh, to next week. But anything else out of you guys? Any any nuggets? Anything fun? If someone stayed around for another another marathon edition?
2: I got nothing. We got the uh, we got the nightcap coming up where we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, um, just uh, our, our kids expectations our kids being over recruited um, oh. yeah okay. uh, over evaluated over evaluated yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, again tomorrow night we have uh, Coriante de Corey Blunt Shaq Thomas and Octavia Ellis from TBT joining us at
0: 9.15. there we go
2: Chad anything else?
1: I'm working on something for Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know if it's uh concrete yet, but I'm, I'm working on something.
0: There we go. So keep tuned, baby. And let's hope if all things go well, the, uh, I don't know, maybe we can fire up the oven and they all open up the fridge if all things go see, well,
1: but Friday, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there.
0: We'll see. We'll see. But aside from that guys. Hey, a huge thanks to Dan Crow transmission. One final, uh, Shout out as well to our man, Brady Collins. Huge thanks to him for coming on as well. Uh, but for my buddies, my uh, BBP comrades, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel, I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!